Attention broadcasters in the greater Portland area. Your daily show prep begins now. Two minutes and 15 seconds after the hour of five in this, the month of July, the year of our Lord, 2009. Thank you for coming along and making it part of your listening day. We are live from the plushly appointed yet not overly ostentatious studios of Rock 101 KUFO in beautiful downtown Portland, Oregon. This is uh, the Rick Emerson radio program, an excursion into whimsy and amusements of all varieties, manners, fashions, and forms. Uh, it's 503-228-4101 if you would like to join us today, 503 503- uh, 228-4101. You can also email if you like it. It's rick at rickemerson.com. Rick at rickemerson.com. Sarah with an H at kufo.com. Tim at kufo.com. Or uh, Greg Nibbler, our production assistant extraordinaire, can be reached at uh, Nibbler, N-I-B-L-E-R, at kufo.com. And thank God for this. Our five DVD copies of Fred Durst's film, uh, The Education of Charlie Banks, arrived. My day is complete before it's even begun. It's a fantastic Thursday. It won't be a Court and Fat Boy Midnight movie. No. No, but you know, but but at some point, if there's absolutely nothing else uh, on, and also the Xbox uh, is broken, the power is off, (laughs) and I've broken my legs and can't leave the house, I may read the back of the box uh, for entertainment. All right. Uh, coming up today, we have seen a radio correspondent, James Rupp, who will be joining us from uh, Los Angeles. And I'm just speculating here. I don't really know that this is the case. But I think he may be in rare form because he had to... I, he and his family were supposed to be heading out of town, I think, today to go on vacation in Florida all next week, which I think he had to cancel because he was going to have to stick around and cover the Jackson thing, which is going to be happening at Neverland, which now isn't going to be happening at Neverland and won't be happening until next week at the Staples Center. But I think they delayed that announcement long enough to screw him out of his vac- uh, his vacation anyway. So I think the family roof will be going nowhere. Uh, let's see. Amanda Moyer will be joining us from uh, the CNN Radio Center in Atlanta. It, where, what's his name? Uh, South Carolina, uh, the guy Mark Sanford. But I think yesterday he was pledging that he would have full transparency and let everybody check his financial records so he, that, you know, so they could see that no government money was spent uh, flying him down to Argentina to, to you know, just stoop his mistress. Now I think, uh, with, just within the last like four or five hours, I think he's changed his mind and decided that now nobody will see any financial records uh, from anything involving said mistress. Uh, what else? We have a pair of tickets to the Jim Rose Circus Sideshow we'll be giving away today. And uh, tickets to see uh, the creature from the Black Lagoon in 3D. A restored 35-millimeter print uh, of that that is showing at the Hollywood Theater. One of us is coming up. Oh, we'll talk into MTV News uh, today as well. Plus another exciting installment of It's the Worst Song You've Ever Heard. Hello, Sarah Dillon. How are you today? Hello. I'm doing well. Spent the afternoon at the pool yesterday, and uh, Greg Nibbler actually came and met up with me there. Really? Well, yesterday it was like 85 it. degrees, right? It was nice. Oh, yeah. No, he got to see it in all of its glory, too. He was taking mental notes the entire time. Was the, And so this is the so this is the place where Heather lives, and 
the strippers all live there too. Like it's not this yes. isn't like a sort of community swimming pool where everybody kind of comes from, you know, from sort of the outlying buildings. They all just sort of live there in the yeah. In a the lot complex. of people show up. Like a lot of people have friends who live there, so they'll show up and hang out there all the time. But no, a there's lot no of sign directing the general public to this stripper pool. This there's way. not like a naked lady mud flap sitting next to a pool. No, thing. but you can definitely tell the strippers. And Greg heard some stripper conversation. Too. That was going to be just... my question: is if they look like strippers, oh, even no. when they're just sitting no, by the swimming I, pool. No, because I know the day. a couple of them, and so they actually came up and I uh, had conversations. This one girl told me that she was tired dancing in the Portland area, <laughs> so she's going to start dancing like on the outskirts of Portland. There's more opportunity there. I dancing on the for the stars. <laughs> dancing on the outskirts of Portland. What would yeah. the outskirts of Portland? I mean, where I, the, I the Milwaukee know. Walk of Fame? <laughs> That's kind of what I was thinking. I'm like, uh, Gresham? <laughs> She's going to be expanding her operations to the outlying She's areas. She's a really pretty girl, too. You should say that to her. She'd go, I don't know. You're such a pretty girl. I... Too pretty for Gresham. Yeah. But there, yeah, it was it, it was an interesting day Excellent. Are you going, you're not camping tonight, are you? I think perhaps I am. I have the Timbers game tonight. Oh, that's right. Yeah, that's they lost right. yesterday, which is kind of a bummer. Yeah, but, um, yeah, I'm going to go see... Uh, the other expo game tonight, and then I think I might be camping. After. Where are you camping? I mean, what is it? Is this like a thing you don't go to the side of a mountain, or do you just go? I think so. I've been camping in so long, I'm not sure exactly where we're going. So it was kind of an it, it was an idea. I think it's uh, somewhere on Mount Hood. I think maybe like a Lost Lake. You seem like the indoor uh, type, though. You don't really seem like a peeing outdoors kind of girl. Seriously? Yeah. Oh no, I've been camping my entire life. Really? Oh yeah. Wait, my family was big on camping. Well, we would have to go on family excursions all the time. Stay intense, and plus. Not only camping, uh, but camping in Washington State where it rained every time we decided to go camping. Well, as we learned yesterday, remember, if you uh, wake up and there's a cougar in the campground. Throw rocks at it? Yes, throw rocks at it. And and scream. scream. And then just... Here's a baby. Lunge right and use it. And that's the thing is, you can always use a baby as a diversionary tactic. That's the thing I've learned as well. I will not be run to any children. All right. (laughs) Ladies and gentlemen, let's pay a visit to the news desk with your personal savior, Tim Riley. Go! Go! In the news with Tim Riley. It's beginning to feel a lot like a holiday coming up. Yes, it is, Tim. Good morning, everybody. It is 5.08. Screen is dirty. Looks like an 8, but there's cookie crumbs on it. Anyway, uh, good morning. It's going to be cooling off, but only on Saturday. It's going to be in the 90s today, 90s tomorrow. Portland, by the way, is under a heat advisory until tomorrow night. You're advised to avoid the heat and drink water. Cops are going to be looking for drunken Clackamanians in Clackamas County. Out in their boats during the holiday weekend, deputies will be on the river. Check to make sure that boaters have uh, life jackets and whistles aboard. Now they want you to have whistles. I think we should begin using the phrase Clackamaniacs. Just see if we can uh, sort of inject it into the popular, uh, the popular lexicon. It is now illegal to ask a gas station attendant to top off your tank. The state approved the ban to stop what they call... Excess fuel. I saw a sign. Okay, I was at the, uh, it's on 4th and something or other. What is this street that's ready? Is it Lincoln? The 4th and Lincoln, kind of by the candlelight? Yes. Yeah. So there's that gas station uh, right there at around 4th and candlelight. Um, and it's it, it sort of as though you were headed to like Blind Onion Pizza or something. Um, and I went there the other day and there was a huge sign on the gas tank, on the gas pump that said, we will not top off your uh, your tank. It's illegal. Which is which doesn't make any sense to me. Like, how would they know until they stick the nozzle in how much gas? Well, is that's in the there? thing. And it, 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 topping it off means well. Let's stop for a second. So topping it off is is what? That just means that if you only have a little bit of gas, you need added, right? Right. So what is the? I mean, what is the detriment being? That's a good question. And how to enforce it? It's it's some silly law that nobody's going to come around and enforce. Topping off is that? That's not. But that's not filling past the point where the tank is full, is it? No, it's filling up to the very tippity top of it. Right, but I mean, it's not. And, so, and, and the pump 
would automatically stop, would it not? Yeah, but that's because uh, I don't think you can anyway. I think there's a pressurized system. This is where our lack of mechanical skills really makes itself evident. But I think that there's some sort of pressurized system they use in the gas pump that will not, in fact, allow you to do that. So uh, it makes no sense to me at all. All right. Well, we'll have to revisit that later on. So we'll, get to, we'll get to the Michael Jackson thing in a minute. But first, as promised, South Korea's firing missiles. Hopefully they'll have a good one for the 4th of July. Uh, they fired at least two short-range missiles this morning. A South Korean defense official says they fired two surface-to-ship missiles off its east coast. Each one flew about 60 miles before splashing into the ocean. A South Korean newspaper is reporting that the North may also test mid-range missiles in the next few days. Right. In recent days, they've threatened to fire test rockets, some aimed at Hawaii. Go for it. So they fired a surface-to-ship missile. Yeah, whatever that is. It sounds like, doesn't it sound like they're aiming it at the ship? But that's not really Well, they don't know what they call it. They fire it and see what it does, and then they give it a name. Well, here's the other thing. When they fire a missile and it lands in the ocean, that's a nice little dodge because they don't actually have to claim what they're going to hit. You know what I mean? They can just sort of say, uh, we will fire a missile into ocean. And then it it goes and it lands on the ocean, which is huge Mm -hmm. because it covers three quarters of the Earth's surface. And then the the odds are like three and four that it's going to hit whatever they claim that that it's going to hit. So they look a lot more accurate than they really are. It sounds terrific for the holiday. One of these, you know, fireworks stands should become enterprising. M-80s and South Korean missiles. (laughs) Excellent. All right. Uh, well, uh, straight ahead, we'll talk to CNN Radio correspondent Amanda Moyer, who will be weighing in about the, uh, uh, everybody's favorite governor in South uh, Carolina. And I can't figure out whether he's either unbelievably forthright about everything or unbelievably weasel-like. I can't quite figure it out, but she'll help us. We are live from beautiful downtown Portland, Oregon. Stay there. This is The Rick Emerson Show on Rock 101 KUFO. Broadcasting in standard definition. If you don't have a place where you can hold these people, you only have other options to kill them. This is the Rick Emerson Show on Rock 101 KUFO. Why, good morning to you. It is the Rick Emerson Radio Program. We are live from beautiful downtown Portland, Oregon. Thank you for coming along on this Thursday morning. Let's quickly go around the room. If you had a business and you had the chance to have Dick Cheney run it, wouldn't you accept that? If Dick Cheney came in and offered to be like the vice president of your corporation, wouldn't you wouldn't you hire him in an instant, Sarah? Absolutely, especially to screen employees as a head of HR. <laughs> I'm gonna need you to go fill up this cup. Don't come back until it's completely full, please. Uh, it's uh, 503-228-4101. Uh, coming up uh, later this hour, we will have another visit to Tim Riley at the news desk. Uh, we'll talk to MTV News later on today about uh, the curious case of Michael Jackson. Uh, Jim Roop on that uh, same front. Steve Kastenbaum joining us from uh, New York City. And we'll be giving away a copy of uh, Hit Hard, uh, which is the new book by Aerosmith drummer Joey Kramer. We have an autographed copy of that uh, to give away later on today. Something amusing, Tim Riley? Yes, a picture of Sarah Dillon and Greg Nibbler poolside. Are they flanked by strippers? <laughs> no, they're not. Right, but well, it is amusing. We'll uh, <laughs> we'll uh, discuss that in a moment. Let's pay a visit to the news. De- uh, I'm sorry, to uh, the CNN Radio Center in Atlanta, uh, where a good friend Amanda Moyer is standing by. Hello, Amanda Moyer. How are you today? Good morning. I'm well. How are you? I am fantastic. Uh, is uh, is what I'm. Do you have big plans for your holiday weekend? I don't know if they're big plans, but uh, I'm definitely going to be having fun. You know, fireworks. Can't wait. Uh, may I ask, this, what is your uh, adult or otherwise beverage of choice uh, when you are relaxing and uh, enjoying life? I would have to just say a regular beer. All right. So you're not so you so you're not going to go the Ed McCarthy route where you have some uh, like a fantastic homemade concoction of your own. No. 
Just regular beer. Let me ask you about, speaking of a guy who's probably consuming alcoholic beverages, I would imagine by the fistful at this point, uh, it is, talk about everybody's favorite governor, Mark Sanford from South Carolina, who I think yesterday had said, because he wanted to have full transparency, he was going to like put all of his, his financial records, he could put all his books online, so that everybody could sort of see that he wasn't using any state money to go down to Argentina and explain his, uh, and, and have encounters with his mistress. But now that's not so much the case. He's decided that nobody will be allowed to see uh, anything, I guess, probably without a court order. So it, it, what, what, is, what, is, what is up with that? And, and can they just sort of hold his feet to the fire and make him cough all that stuff up? Um, I believe they can, depending on how this investigation goes. The state's attorney general has launched an investigation since uh, Mark Sanford had admitted to more visits, especially those two in New York. And uh, they're now looking into if any public money was used uh, on these visits to see his mistress or if any laws were broken. So depending on what comes out of that investigation, then they will probably go back and look at those financial records. But like you said, the governor had backed out of of that. And um, he did, though, earlier in the week, he had said that um, when he was defending the fact that he he continues to say that no public money was used on any of his trips related to his affairs. But um, he did say that he was going to reimburse uh, the state for the trip that he went to South America last year, it was a commerce trip. He said that he was going to reimburse them for the part, the lodging, the meals, airfare that was in Buenos Aires. Is it true that his uh, that his wife more is sort of the, the that she brings the money to the family there? But somebody told me that she funded uh, all of his early political campaigns, and I don't know if that's true or not. I may be I may be conflating him with any number of uh, other male politicians who have been bankrolled by their wives. I'm not sure if she funded it, but I know that she has been a central figure in his political career. She's been his uh, campaign manager. She's always stood by him, spent a lot of time actively getting him elected um, throughout the last 20 years or so. You would think that guys would eventually, well, what am I saying? Guys are effectively dumb. There's just no, the guys are one-celled organisms uh, quite a lot of the time. So I would think that at some point... Uh, they would they would learn just for the like for the sake of self preservation, if nothing else, that they would uh, kind of get their act together. But then we would have no grist for our respective mills, Amanda. So, all right. Uh, well, enjoy your weekend. Have a fantastic holiday. We will uh, speak with you in the near future. Thank you, Amanda. Thank you. There you go. CNN Radio correspondent Amanda Moyer from the CNN Radio Center uh, in Atlanta. All right. So somebody's going to clarify. This is uh, Sean. Hello, Sean. How are you on this fine Thursday? Fantastic. Yourself, Rick. Uh, I am, uh, I'm good. I, uh, I'm, is it, hold one, one second here. Is it, has the heat suddenly kicked on in here? Can you do that thing where you, are you feeling it incrementally tick up? No. No, it feels good in here. All right, maybe it's, it's cause freezing I'm, in the hallways. Uh, there's, and it, okay, it's freezing in the hallway and it smells like cake batter out there for mm. some reason. And every time I smell something strange, it makes me wonder if I'm just having some sort of, uh, like an embolism inside my brain and it's just, uh, and that's how it's announcing itself to me. All right, Sean, so what is the deal with, uh, with topping off gas? Cause there's a huge sign at the place on 4th and uh, Lincoln saying that you can't top gas off, which, what, is it, what, what does that mean, first of all? So, so basically when they put the nozzle in your car and they turn it on and they lock it in for it to fill, as soon as it stops, they have to take it out. They can't round up to the next dollar and they can't fill your tank all the way up. Now, I didn't think once the gas pump stopped, once it kicked off because it sensed that your tank was full, I didn't think you could add more gas anywhere. Is that a deal where you like pull it out about halfway and it right. allows you to circumvent that? Exactly, and just keep hitting the hitting the handle until you know you can't get any more in. And so, what is the what is the logic with not allowing you to do that now? 
people dump it on, you know, they keep filling it up and then it fills over and spills on the ground. They say it's a, you know, environmental hazard and unsightly and a waste of fuel. Oh, I see. Okay, so this is so this is because if you if you fill your tank to the point that that uh, that sensor kicks in, it says the tank is full, turns off the gas pump. But then, if you try to get around that by pulling the the pump out a little bit and filling it, then by definition, the only way you would know it was full is when it sort of spills over the top, and you know, and then exactly. it does something. So, you know, to you're going to end up having to pay for round change now on your gas and or, uh, odd change now on your gas instead of saying if it stops at uh, two ninety nine or twenty ninety nine. You got to pay twenty ninety nine. They can't actually you, put that one penny back. They can't round it up to the nearest dollar. All right, okay. Exactly. So it's another way to make our lives more inconvenient. Pretty much. Well, pretty much. All right. Thank you. Have a safe holiday, my friend. You as well. There you go. That's uh, Sean, ladies and gentlemen. All right. So there you go. Tim Riley, what headlines are we following on this Thursday morning? Well, I found another headline make from South Carolina. You may have forgotten about. Well, do that. And uh, the Oregon Zoo smashes its all-time attendance workers. And smashes its attendance workers. Oh, I'm sorry. Numbers. Welcome to the park. Ah! (laughs) (laughs) And we're under a heat advisory until tomorrow night. Make sure you get by a pool as quickly as possible. Seriously, we're under a heat advisory here. I can't believe you guys don't feel it. It's getting warmer in the studio. No. Uh, all right. Well, I guess this too. I don't know. You're smelling cake. It's getting hot in here. <laughs> Tim and I are fine. You're gonna look over. It's gonna be in a pool of my own blood. Uh, all right. Well, there you go. It is the Rick Everson Show. We are live from beautiful downtown Portland, Oregon. Straight ahead, we have more news from Tim Riley coming up next hour. Steve Kastenbaum. Later on, we'll talk with MTV News and Jim Roop. You stay there. We are live from Portland. It's Thursday morning. The Rick Emerson Show on Rock 101 KUFO. Share your thoughts with billions. I love a man in yellow pants. Call 503-228-4101. The Rick Emerson Show returns. Don't think about pizza, Sarah. Whatever you do. All I want in a second is pizza. The, and especially sitting poolside. It's a yes. little. It's a little strange though, because I mean, you really, you've only been up for I went probably two hours, two and a I half like hours. I like breakfast for breakfast. I love eating like pizza or sandwiches. I my favorite breakfast is like a big garden burger. I think pizza for see. Uh, can you uh, sweep my microphone ever so slightly? Thank you. The uh, uh, I think that might be. Maybe there's a certain kind of personality wiring that causes that because. I am also on the. I'm trying to work this through in my brain. I, I'm also on the the non breakfast food for breakfast uh, thing, like pizza especially. And I think pizza for breakfast really is it. That's a. I think that's a particularly American phenomenon. That would be my guess. Uh, that that is a thing that is that is largely present in these United States. Well, but we then, ran, just ran a couple pizza spots, and I'm talking to Steve Kastenbaum because he just wrote me an email. And he's talking about a pizza eating contest. And now all I can think about is pizza. And also, by the way, I'm going to be in Seattle this weekend eating at Picaro's, uh, oh. where the gimmick is they they put like 40 pounds of cheese on everything. But then I was thinking about this. You know, we've had these discussions before about when you're sort of all by yourself and nobody's around, and you know, what do you what do you kind of secretly eat when nobody's there to observe you? And you know, what I immediately default to is having massive amounts of breakfast cereal for dinner. Uh, and so I end up just reversing everything. It's not that I don't eat all the traditional, you know, the, the courses or, you know, or whatever, the, the servings throughout the day. Mm-hmm. I mean, I have breakfast, lunch, and dinner. I just don't have them at breakfast, lunch, and dinner. So maybe there's, and, and I think that that is, I think that's a fundamental uh, personality makeup quirk one way or the other. Because I think there's certain types of people that just default to reversing all of those things. Mm-hmm. So that would be my speculation. I eat cereal in the evenings, too. Uh, and it's it's like, the, and it's always that Quaker... 
uh, pseudo granola that's sort of marketed as health food, but you can tell it's just sugar and just ass. Uh, but it's oh, it's fantastic though; it's unbelievably good. Okay, we've got to stop talking about food. All right, you know there's a vending machine in the kitchen. You could be having yourself some donuts right now. It's full I of snacks. So. <laughs> have your have yourself a mic. No, so the thing is, I'm not even hungry right now, but pizza just sounds good. That's right. Mm. All right, at the news desk, ladies and gentlemen, your personal savior, Tim Riley. <laughs> In the news with Tim Riley. Good morning, 542. It's going to be in the 90s today, cooling off a bit by Saturday. But Portland is under a heat advisory until tomorrow night. You're advised to avoid the heat and drink water. Incidentally, we got a text message at 52051 from uh, a listener who says, Heat advisory. It's been in the hundreds here in Florida. Portland has made you soft and squishy. Well, who can disagree, sir? And they live with gators. Oh, man. Oh, I'm sorry. I was too early for this. I'm not even really prepared for the uh, gator. I barely knew her. There we go. Also, Lara, she grew up in Utah, but she spent the first five or six years of her life in St. Petersburg, Florida. And she goes back there every now and again, like every every couple of years. Um, and so she keeps threatening to uh, to drag me back there to kind of see her, you know, her neighborhood or the house she was, you know, where she grew up and whatever. And I just I have it just seems like an unpleasant place. I don't disrespect anybody who lives in Florida, but I mean, it. It just seems like it isn't Florida one of those places where if you don't have an air conditioner, I mean, you'll just they'll find you dead by the end of the where it's not yeah, it's an like option. Arizona. It's yeah, not I mean, yeah, because it's not, it's not like there's any choice about having an air conditioner in, in air. Like if you live in Phoenix, I mean, you just got to have one, period. There's, there's no getting around that, especially in Florida, where I think the instant you step off uh, the airplane, your clothes are stuck to your body because there's like a thousand percent humidity or something. So. I'm going to put that off as long as I possibly can. Here's uh, Tim Riley. The Oregon Zoo has smashed its all-time attendance record with 1.6 million visitors for the fiscal year that just ended. The dinosaur exhibit, Sumandra the Baby Elephant, and Holiday Zoo Lights among the attractions, lowering in the crowds. The first time the zoo cranked the million visitor mark was back in 1962 and 63. That's when Packy the Elephant was born. This doesn't look good. Employers cut a larger-than-expected 467,000 jobs in June, driving the unemployment rate to a 26-year high of 9.5%, suggesting that the economy's road to recovery will definitely be a bumpy one. It's a good thing that Clear Channel job fair is coming up, Tim. Oh, I saw that. Everybody can go seek employment at Clear Channel, where people are their most important asset. Spanish police have arrested a man they suspect hired a contact killer to murder his boss in a desperate attempt not to be laid off. Apparently, he suspected the boss was going to lay him off, and if he wasn't around, he wouldn't get the pink slip. I mean, he hired six Colombian hitmen. I guess they're available even in Spain. <laughs> in the yellow pages. And got caught. Six Colombian hitmen. Do you ever think about those stories where there'd be somebody, and it's always just like a car dealer. It's never, you know, an organized uh, crime kind of thing. It should be some dude who decides that, you know, he'd rather be single and rather than file for a divorce, you know, he's just going to get some guy to stick his wife into a camera bag uh, somewhere. And they say, well, he contracted with a hitman to take care of that. And you, they never explain how the contact came to be made between the guy who hired the hitman and the hitman himself. I mean, unless you've been I in prison. I would imagine they're on Craigslist now with everything else. <laughs> Maybe. That's a, right next to the erotic uh, services. But I mean, unless you've done time, I mean, I, how would you even... How would you even do that? It's like guys who want to go buy a gun, uh, you know, on the black market suddenly. I mean, I guess maybe maybe there's some sort of a food chain. Like maybe if you know a guy who sells weed, he you know he knows a guy who sells uh, you know blow, and then if he know he knows a guy who sells heroin, and then he knows a guy who sells, and the guy who sells heroin undoubtedly also sells guns. That just seems like a given. Maybe there's a pool for Colombian hitmen. You mean where they lounge? Yes, just waiting for waiting for work to come in. Mm-hmm. All right, here's Tim Riley. Say, I found out that the South Carolina governor is not the famous 
the most famous of all South Carolinians. Uh, take Miss Teen USA, for instance. Recent polls have shown a fifth of Americans can't locate the U.S. on a world map. I Why forgot all about this her. Is? I personally believe that U.S. Americans are unable to do so because uh, some people out there in our nation don't have maps and uh, I believe that our ed- education like such as in South Africa and uh, the Iraq everywhere like such as and I believe that they should uh, our education over here in the U.S. should help the U.S. or should help South Africa and should help the Iraq and the Asian countries so we will be able to build up our future for our children. Wow, it's very much. Oh, my God, that is so awkward. It's like falling in love all over again. Thank you, Tim. I'm hearing it again for the first time. I forgot how bad that was. She's at the bar for South Carolinians. I forgot all about the the, the people don't have maps. Uh, Everybody sees on the... the, Iraq and South Africa. See, that's what I remembered. I remember the uh, such as in the Iraq and such as. I remember that. I didn't remember uh, the don't have maps. I didn't remember the... (laughs) That's my favorite one. (laughs) (laughs) Out there in America. You've got to remember, South Carolina is the part that North Carolina didn't want. So it gave them their own state. (laughs) Uh, Rejected by North Carolina. Wow. All right. That's awesome. I'm going to look up, while we're speaking, I'm going to look up famous South Carolinans. I think she's the most famous. Is it really? Is Mm. she the, uh, all right, here's a, oh, by the way, speaking of Wikipedia, according to Wikipedia, apparently I killed Carl Malden. Uh, Hollywood, and we'll do a snuff watch for him later on. Carl Malden uh, died at 97. And uh, our good friend uh, Kara sent this to me yesterday. Apparently, I, uh, Rick Emerson, uh, did that, according to which you can see at rickemerson.com, by the way. You can see the Wikipedia entry, which blames me for the death of actor Carl Malden, which I think I also killed Anna Nicole Smith a couple years back. So clearly I'm on some sort of jag, uh, and I I need to be taken down by the proper authorities. The worst thing that can happen on vacation is to lose your money. Don't take chances. Carry American Express traveler's checks. Don't leave home without them. Awesome. You know uh, that job lasting him 21 years? Oh, Isn't yeah. That incredible? Do, I think that's more than the Maytag repairman because they've gone through two or three of them. Do they still do those don't leave home without it? I don't think so. What are they, the, the, it must be something else now because, I mean... They ATM, do American Express a, ads, right? Yeah, but an ATM card works anywhere. This was like pre-ATM cards when you would carry American Express travelers in your sock when you were in London. And, I, and you would sit down in the corner somewhere and pull one out in front of the whole crowd to cash it in at a bank. I wonder to what extent uh, American Express was impacted by those visa ads because that was because the visa ads they do the two visa has those two great ad campaigns. The one is which has been parodied everywhere, which is the mark of a great ad campaign. That's how you know an ad. You know, the, 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 some sort of a marketing move has really gotten a lot of traction when you see it being you know parodied you know on TV or on the internet. Visa has the They'll list off the series of prices, and then the final thing is, you know, like, priceless. Um, and which, of course, has manifested itself in a whole lot of, like, being photographed, passed out, drunk on the street with your crotch showing. Priceless. The other thing that Visa does, though, is they'll talk about some quaint little, uh, it's like a on the road with Charles Kuralt kind of a thing. There's a little bistro in Spain, and blah, blah, blah. And, they, you know, and they'll talk about how, you know, where they make the egg noodles by hand, where they always call you pal. But bring your visa because they don't take American Express, which is the it's everywhere you want to be. American Express, though, that they did that thing where it was one celebrity after another. 
And the deal was it was celebrities that you might not recognize. That you know, th- th- in other words, they were famous. You knew their names, but you might not uh, th- th- recognize them on sight. And I know Stephen King did one. I know that. Um, God, I think Magic Johnson did one, uh, and then Carl Malden. And th- that's a campaign that just ran forever. I mean, it just it ran forever and a day. American Express. Preparations are underway for that massive public memorial for Michael Jackson at the Staples Center. As of last night, they closed down Chickhearn Court. That is the street that runs in front of the center. Apparently, in anticipation for the early crowds, it could start lining up any moment now for this alleged Michael Jackson service. Earlier in the day, Jackson's people met with officials of LAPD and CHP about funeral services. Plans to use the Neverland Ranch fell through. The family has yet to confirm any final memorial plans. Also... News crews have now descended at Forest Lawn Cemetery, the one in Glendale. This is fueled by rumors that the pop star's body could be stored there. Not not buried, but stored. Stored. With the, the one they have just like, doing like a mausoleum or something. Oh, that's right. Because they well, okay. So did the did the caravan actually leave? Because there was the there was the thirty. SUV caravan that was going to leave L.A. and go to within... That was supposed to happen at 10 o'clock this morning. Okay, so that didn't actually even start. Nothing has happened yet. So that white carriage that they got is just sitting around uh, doing a whole lot of nothing with that. Uh Freaking state paying people with IOUs. (laughs) having They're going to be stopping traffic to have a 30-car caravan with Michael Jackson's corpse wheeled by horses. Jesus, God. And poor Jim Roop. Where do I go next? Oh, man. I the, Yeah, well, we'll find out later on. So we'll, yeah, we're going to talk to him and see how they fixed his little red wagon this morning. Straight ahead, uh, we have more news from Tim Riley coming up later on. Steve Kastenbaum from New York. We'll talk to MTV News, Jim Roop, and uh, your phone calls. Plus, uh, we're going to be giving away a copy of uh, Joey Kramer's new book. A drummer from Aerosmith has a new book. We'll give away an autographed copy later on. Stay there. It's the Rick Emerson Show, live in Portland. This is the Rick Emerson Show on Rock 101 KUFO. UFO, Portland. All right. Then. Good morning. It is the Rick Emerson Radio Program. We're live from beautiful downtown Portland. It's Thursday morning. Coming up uh, at six twenty today, we'll talk to senior radio correspondent Steve Cashman. So, the, is the the hot dog eating contest isn't is it happening this weekend? Yes, yeah, so it's happening on the fourth. That's weird. There's been you know. As dumb as this sounds, you know why? It's Michael Jackson. That's why we haven't heard anything about Mm -hmm. it. That's knocked everything else uh, out of the news cycle. Because I think the last time this happened, I guess it would have been the fourth. They did the big. This is the one at Nathan's. I thought they got rid of Nathan's though. No, no, they still. No, Coney Island is still going to be there. They're they're taking down a lot of the amusement park, but some of them are. National or historical landmarks, but Nathan's is so Nathan's is sticking around. Nathan's I'm not getting rid of that sticking, place. Nathan's is sticking around. Right. Um, the roller coaster is sticking around. So is the Ferris wheel. Uh, we're going to have Joey Chestnut uh, on the show. I think in a week or two weeks. Uh, he was with it because because they do the thing at the coast every year uh, where he because you know because you know at least for now he's the uh, you know he's the world champion. So he's going to be here. I think next. Thursday, cool. something like that. And I guess he just competed, um, Joey Chestnut just competed in a pizza eating contest, which is why I was thinking about pizza with uh, Kobayashi, who beat him, I guess, just by a tiny In pizza? Yeah, that is just not contest. right. I know. I take that as a personal, uh, take that as a personal <laughs> challenge to my country. All right, ladies and gentlemen at the news desk, your personal savior, Tim Riley. In the news with Tim Riley. Good morning, everyone. It is 6.03. A Portland heat advisory is in effect. Be careful of the heat, at least until 8 o'clock tomorrow night. It's going to be in the 90s today and not cooling off till say, maybe late Saturday, early Sunday. That Oregon City couple accused of refusing medical treatment for their... Actually, this is a religious nutcase watch. Of course it is. Here's your uh, religious nutcase watch for Thursday on the Rick Emerson radio program. No, 
Here's Tim Riley with your Religious Nutcase Watch, July 2nd edition. So off we go to see the Oregon City couple accused of refusing medical treatment for their dying infant daughter, believing faith healing was enough to save the child. Were they correct? Uh, no. Okay. That's what uh, Brent Worthington told investigators following the March 2nd, 2008 death of 15-month-old Ava Worthington. That's only 15 months old. As her condition worsened, she was given watered-down wine. Members of the parents' church used faith-healing rituals at the bedside. But there was no thought of calling a doctor because the father said, quote, I don't believe in them. The church members came to the house. They all knew that she was not doing too good. They described the daughter's final hours as ones in prayer, application of ointment, and laying on of hands by church members. The girl was also given watered-down wine. He already said that on tape. So let me understand this. So there, the idea was that they were going to treat the uh, dying 15-year-old girl with booze and lotion. Yes. All right. I don't really know that that's a, I don't really know that that's what your uh, physician would prescribe as a course of treatment. But what do I know? They are members of the followers of Christ Church and practice faith healing in place of medical care. Uh, Ava Worthington died after suffering pneumonia, a blood infection, and a cyst on her neck. The government alleges the child uh, resulted from the parents not seeking medical care. Defense attorneys argue the little girl would have passed away anyway. Uh, we've got, to, and so I'm, I'm reading this is from uh, Steve Mays, who wrote on The Oregonian, and this is the, the quote you had earlier. Uh, Carl Worthington, 29, said of doctors, I don't believe in them. I believe in faith healing. Raylene, I mean, sometimes you just live right into a cliche. Raylene Worthington, 26, said her religious beliefs do not encompass medical care. And that she would not have done anything different for her daughter who died at home with pneumonia, a blood infection, and other uh, complications. So there you go. There you go. That is uh, Carl and Raylene uh, Worthington, followers of, of Jesus. Here's Tim Riley at the news desk. So the Michael Jackson thing, it is not happening at uh, Neverland Ranch. Everyone up there can beat it. (laughs) (laughs) Have you been waiting all morning for that? I started rehearsing that late yesterday afternoon. (laughs) Laughter is the best medicine, Tim. Don't say I don't spend my time doing prep. Once again, everyone at Neverland can beat it. I'm going to use it again during the 8 o'clock hour. So, Be listening again. Just FYI. You can, um, Larry King, Matt Lauer, pack up your tents and move on. So what was it? So wait, Larry King is in. They, now were, he's, they were supposed to be broadcasting live from there. In a lawn chair somewhere in the wait, back row. In a lawn chair. I'm sitting here on a conglomeration of webbing and metal tubing uh, waiting for this uh, Viewmaster thing to begin. So... What, where does Larry King broadcast from normally? It's L.A., isn't it? It's not New York. No, it's, it's a building on Sunset where our roof works. All right, okay. So I was in uh, so I was in Beaverton yesterday afternoon, and then I got back to the station. I don't know, around. I got back here maybe 2, 2.30, and, the, 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 I, and I didn't have uh, – I hadn't – for, I had gone four minutes without checking TMZ. I wasn't on my BlackBerry like doing the auto refresh on it. So I got back here, and the first thing Chris Paddock says to me, he goes, "Hey, they canceled the viewing," which I have to admit kind of caught me off guard. I really was surprised. I know by you that. had all these big plans for tomorrow, and he disappoints you again. Well, I mean, it's just is insane. It's funny how we just swallowed all of this other uh, insanity that's come out of the Michael Jackson camp over the last uh, the week, beginning with the fact that he just died at age fifty, sort of out of nowhere, at least from our perspective. But what really shocked me was that they ended up not um, not having the memorial. And so I was talking to Court and Bobby about it um, on their show yesterday. 
And I think probably what happened is, and Tim, you, you might have some more insight into this, is that Santa Barbara is effectively just one big gated community. I mean, it is, it, Santa Barbara is the world's wealthiest homeowners association in some ways, yes. or one of them. As it should be. Yeah, I mean. There have to be places like that on Earth to make us all want to work just a little bit harder. Kind of, they are the carrot at the end of the uh, of the American capitalism stick, Tim. Mm-hmm. Um, Nothing wrong with that. And I mean, as wealthy and, and, and powerful as the Jackson family is, Santa Barbara is full of famous, wealthy, powerful people. I mean, the Jacksons, just, you know, however uh, staggeringly wealthy or, or well-known Michael Jackson may have been, he's, you know, he's the one famous person in an entire enclave of famous people. So if Brad Pitt or whoever just says, well, no, that's not going to happen, then it's probably not going to happen. And after our discussion yesterday, clearly there was just the right number of people in Santa Barbara who called up the right number of politicians. All it takes is a couple. Yeah, and they just said, uh, look, you got to stop that. And somebody went, yes, sir, I'll get right on that. Especially because the Jacksons kind of did themselves in by not bothering to alert the California Highway Patrol. Also, we found out it was going to be illegal for them to bury uh, Jackson at Neverland, which makes you wonder what they must have known that. So it's like, what was the 32,000 gallons of cement being taken uh, there for? It's all very strange. So so that's not happening today, by the way, which makes you wonder what happened to uh, that uh, the pack of idiots that was headed from Seattle down to Neverland yesterday. Because that's like a 24-hour drive or something from mm-hmm. Seattle, right? So what is the, so what's happening now? I mean, is he going to be... I hope that they were listening to their iPod or something and didn't hear the news. He's listening to a podcast? <laughs> yeah. Well, well, you know, there there are some areas where people who do not have cable in small towns... Do not pick up a digital TV signal. My sister was one of them. She didn't know Michael Jackson died until I called her. <laughs> really? And, yeah. And, and she has dial-up internet because they, that's as far as they got. So it's stupid to try to even log on to get anywhere. Wow. Huh. I mean, so uh, you've got to wonder if there's any number of people who are sort of like that, though. Uh-huh. That are just, oh, yeah. they, they, or how about this? Or people who are on, um, people who are on a plane. You know, and they're flying there, and then they get off the plane. Well, I mean, it's like, for example, Paddock didn't know that he had died uh, until he got off the plane in uh, Arizona last week. And he said he was, you know, checking his BlackBerry, and there were all these text messages uh, from us to talk about how Jackson had, you know, had had passed away. So there's got to be any number of people who are getting off the plane somewhere in California, and it's going to be like the, uh, do I have the, uh, it's going to be like... Clark Griswold at the... Sorry, folks, we're closed for two weeks to clean and repair America's favorite family fun park. Sorry. Moose says you're closed, I say you're open. Except there's not going to be any uh, getting into Neverland, uh, you know, with a BB gun. So, Jesus. So when are they going to bury him? And where? Do we even know? No, we don't even know that. But they're kind of getting at Forest Lawn in Glendale. Because of another rumor. So people... (laughs) Run and catch the rumors. It's like cats chasing one of those laser pointer things on the floor. No, 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 he's going to be buried over there. Go! That's awesome. We should start a rumor and see if we can make people go. So we should totally do that right now in real time. We, we, how can we do that? Can we post it on Craigslist in L.A.? Sure. We post it, claiming he was going to be buried. Where can we? What's a, Tim, what's a plausible but completely uh, 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 untrue rumor that we could create about Michael Jackson's memorial or burial service in he's L.A.? being buried at Mission Cemetery in Panorama City. Is that plausible in any reality? At one time it was. All right, not it's so much near, now. It's near a family home. What, no, uh, no, it's 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 not in a very good section. Uh, what about... But uh, back in its day, it does have some, like, 
that alfalfa is uh, buried there from the little <laughs> rascals with his dog. How do you know that? But see, I just know. These here's things. the here's the thing. Couldn't you almost reverse engineer that into a plausible Michael Jackson story when you say he was a huge, as you know, Michael um, loved children and he loved children's programming. And although we think of Michael as being uh, eternally youthful, uh, he was a man in his fifties, and so he grew up watching a lot of these shows. And uh, he always had a particular fondness uh, for uh, what is alfalfa's real name? Carl Schweitzer, I think it is. Carl uh, Alfalfa uh, Schweitzer, because he, uh, like Michael himself, okay. uh, was an outcast. This, this will be. Let me get the let me get the proper name of this. This is the San Fernando Mission Cemetery in Mission Hills. It is a medium-sized Catholic cemetery next to the historic San Fernando Mission. All right, so we have to create that rumor now. Do we have? Uh, do we have oh, listeners? Bob Hope is buried there. So, okay, even more believable then. There you go. Buried between Alfalfa and Bob Hope. Mm-hmm. Resting there for and all Richie eternity. Valens. Richie Valens is buried there. Another pop star William taken before Frawley. his time. William Frawley, really? I think William Frawley might be the... He's the Who's Zeppo. William Frawley? Walter Brennan. <laughs> See, a lot of old... George Goebel. Okay, you really... You're getting diminishing returns. <laughs> June Marlowe, the teacher on The Little Rascals. Miss Crabtree's buried there. He can be buried next to Miss Crabtree. <laughs> Nibbler wants to say he's being buried at the Captain EO ride at Disneyland. <laughs> That's funny, too. <laughs> Just jackhammering up Main Street. Hold on a second. We're burying Michael Jackson. So, we should, this is the San Fernando Mission Cemetery in Mission Hills. We should start spreading the rumor he's going to be buried at that Club 33 place uh, that's on the main, that's right on Main Street, the little green door uh, that's on Main Street at Disneyland. All right, so... Uh, straight ahead, we have Steve Kastenbaum, but here's what we have to do. We have, to, do we have? I mean, we have listeners in California, but I don't know if we have listeners. Uh, I don't know how how far across the state they're spread. Oh, and Jermaine Jackson just appeared on the Today Show saying, "I wish it was me." That was. He probably means that was famous and wealthy. No, dead. Oh, that seems like something you probably don't want to say on camera if your last name is Jackson. At this point, that family attracts a whole lot of weird. All right. Straight ahead, Steve Kastenbaum talking about the hot dog eating contest on the 4th of July. Stay there. Emerson Show on Rock 101 KUFO. Share your thoughts with billions. Call 503-228-4101. Watch me go loop up Academy Award nominated actor John Turturro. Oh, yeah. The Rick Emerson Show returns. This is Rock 101 KUFO. All right. I know it's wrong to laugh at yourself, but that was funny. That was weird. It is the Rick Emerson Radio Program. We are live from beautiful downtown Portland, Oregon. If you've just joined us, uh, we're attempting to spread the rumor that Michael Jackson is going to be buried where, Tim? It'll be San Fernando Mission Cemetery in Mission Hills. All right. And he's either going to be buried next to Alfalfa from the Little Rascals or... I've got to I've got to keep my composure here if we're going to report this as fact, uh, which it's not, by the way. Um, Alfalfa is buried there, as is Bob Hope and Miss Crabtree <laughs> and William Frawley. <laughs> William Frawley for the win. That's really where the joke is. There, I'd like to be buried next to William Frawley, who was probably buried as far away from what's her name as he could possibly get. Oh, Vivian Vance. Yeah. All right. Uh, I don't want to be buried anywhere near her. Let's welcome now to the Rick Emerson Show from New York City, CNN Radio Correspondent Steve Kastenbaum. Hello, sir. Hey, how are you? I'm fantastic. I want to request right now that I be bil- bil- uh, buried next to, uh, to William Frawley uh, when I die. Oh, and to answer your question, sir, William Frawley was on I Love Lucy. Okay. They were uh, Fred and Ethel Mertz. Uh, who were the uh, the Ricardos? Were they the Ricardo? They weren't the Ricardos on there. They were uh, the Mertzes of the Mertzes. No, no, no. R- Ricky and Lucy. 
They're the Ricardos. Were they the Ricardos? That's right. Yeah. He was Ricky Ricardo and Lucy Ricardo. Um, so, that was back when women had to take the husband's name. That's right, Tim. They don't do that anymore. Look yeah. at the New York Times. And <laughs> they spoke when they were spoken to. So Fred and Ethel Mertz were their next door neighbors, and there was that episode where they took the big trip to California and whatever. But in real life, yeah, they uh, Vivian Vance and and, uh, and William Frawley just hated each other, just loathed each other with a with a white well, hot they passion. Act- and they were a happily married. married couple and whatever, and they yeah, just despised one another. All right, so you were headed to the. Are you at? Uh, you're not at Coney Island now, are you, Steve? No, a little later today they're going to have the weigh-in for the contestants in the annual Fourth of July Nathan's Hot Dog Eating Contest. They're actually going to do that in Herald Square in Manhattan. Rick, if I may, let me take you back to one of the greatest moments in sports history. May I? Yes. Answer your question. That's a total of 23 pounds of hot dogs that he ate last year to retain the coveted yellow mustard belt. You know that's like our uh, that's like our the Giants win the pennant. The Giants win the pennant, uh, Steve. So you and I remember uh, you last year uh, just losing your mind (laughs) with excitement, but as the event was getting uh, underway, and then actually once it was done, I think we spoke to you not too long after they crowned him the winner. And it was, uh, I mean, you were really just sort of jumping out of your skin with exuberance over the whole thing. And then we ha- I'm sorry, I was going to say, to me, he is the great American hero. And this event is the World Series, the Super Bowl, and the World Cup all wrapped up into one. So we heard that he just, was it this morning that he lost the pizza eating contest, Sarah? Uh, well, Steve told me about it this morning. I oh, I'm, I'm sorry, Steve. So when, yeah, when was the pizza eating contest that he lost to Kobayashi by just this much? This is very troubling for us fans of Major League Eating. Uh, Joey Chestnut last month, uh, actually May, the end of May, uh, lost a contest to Takeru Kobayashi. Uh, they uh, were chowing down. It was a contest sponsored by Pizza Hut, so they were chowing down pizzones. Do you know what those pizzones are? Is it like a, it's a, like a calzone, I would imagine? sort of resembles a calzone. It's like a, a one-inch thick pizza, like everything's inside a crust. But uh, anyway, uh, Kobayashi ate five and three-quarter pizzones. And uh, Joey Chestnut ate five and a half pizzones on, sta- on stage. So there's a little concern. They, they did that in six minutes, by the way. So there's some concern here that uh, because Joey Chestnut is in school getting his civil engineering degree, that uh, he may be off his game. Yeah, he's distracted. His, uh, his attention is defocused. Yes. So if you, had, if you were a betting man, uh, Steve, where do you, where do you, if you had to pick a favorite right now, leaving uh, you know, sort of uh, loyalty to one's uh, nation out of this, where would you, uh, where would you put your money? Considering that I think Joey Chestnut is the greatest athlete of all time, I would put my money with him because I know that he realizes how important it is to Americans to keep the yellow mustard belt here on our shores and not have it go back to Japan. Awesome. So is this now? Is this taking place? This is on Saturday. It happens on the Fourth of July, right? Yeah, that's why I'm so sad that uh, it's a Saturday this year because I think uh, last time we did this, you guys were actually were you working? I can't even remember. Oh, we were on the air. No, I remember. Yeah, you came on immediately after it happened. I think. I think it was on. Uh, I think it must have been. On, it was on a Friday, and I think we were here. And I think you gave us the recap just as soon as you were able to kind of uh, you know to, to pull yourself together. <laughs> to <breathe again. laughs> yeah, I remember that. We won't be able to do that this year, but it's a, it's an exciting time 
for people who uh, uh, follow the International Federation of Competitive, Con- Competitive Eating Competitions. And I think uh, just as we did, well, because I think I guess the tour hits the same spots in the same approximate order every year, because last year he won in New York at Coney Island, then he came to Portland about a week and a half later, and I think we're actually going to have him here next Thursday. So uh, we'll have him in the studio uh, uh, with us, and we're looking forward to it. He's going to engage in a competition out here at the uh, the Oregon Coast. But yeah, uh, you know, anybody who doubts that this is really a, a sporting event or, or or these guys are athletes, they really do train. I mean, they have a, a complete training regimen. Uh, that not, does not just include, you know, gorging uh, yourself on food and then fasting to, to get the stomach to learn how to expand. Uh, I was talking to Joey about this. He, like, jogs and, and, and gets into cardio because he says breathing is a major part of being able to eat that much food in such a short period of time. Well, yeah, because you don't want to, because otherwise you're just going to end up with a whole lot of, like, and then, you know, then they're going to be, it's going to be kind of some guy bent over you like you're a recessy Annie doll. Yeah. All right. It's disgustingly beautiful. It really, and you know, it, it, and it is what makes America, uh, you know, the, the great and, and great and slightly embarrassing uh, all at once, but mostly great. Because it's, you know, because let's be honest, these are, these are troubled times, and uh, America has adversaries uh, in various places around the globe. Uh, you know who look. You know who look at us, and they uh, they don't necessarily. Uh, they do not embrace the same ideals on occasion that we uh, embrace. But but I think the competitive eating contest that is the final definitive period at the end of the sentence. Uh, you know of America's superiority, in my opinion, because we can say, look, not only do we have a surplus, not only do we have a bounty, we actually have so much food here we can't even really be bothered to stop to taste it. I mean, there's really so much food to be eaten because you see those guys and they're just like shoving it right in. And I think they eat the buns separately. Isn't that the deal? Basically, they, uh, well, Joey Chestnut sort of takes the hot dog literally in two bites. He, I don't, he doesn't even chew. He just sort of scoffs it down. And then they, he dips the bun in water and it slides down his throat. Yeah, I mean, so really that's, we just say, look, I, uh, I don't know, we'd, uh, you know, we'd love to talk. But right, right now in America, we're busy eating this massive mountain of food that is sitting in front of us. So we'll get back to you. All right. Excellent. It's, it's beautiful. It well, really have a happy 4th of July, sir, and uh, we will talk to you next week, my friend. Okay, take care. All right, there you go. Steve Kastenbaum, ladies and gentlemen, uh, live from New York City. I love how excited he gets about that. And I I wish we had the audio. I probably do somewhere the audio of him from last year where he was. Uh, I mean, just screaming into the microphone uh, with excitement about it. So that's great. It's, uh, it was uh, what makes this republic of ours a glorious place. Tim Riley, what headlines are we uh, tracking on this Thursday? North Korea is firing missiles again. You know, they don't, they don't fire have one at Hawaii. They don't have hot dog eating contests in North Korea, Tim. They don't oh. have a hot dog to eat. No, what they eat there is just pain. That's mm-hmm. all they eat. Uh, Ryan O'Neill's oldest son, Griffin, was banned from Ferris funeral and calls his father a dark man. Des Moines will remember Michael Jackson in a very special way. There you go. That's straight ahead. We have more news from Tim Riley. Coming up next hour, we'll talk to MTV News. And at 820, I will speak with CNN Radio correspondent Jim Roop from Los Angeles. Live from beautiful downtown Portland, Oregon. It is the Rick Emerson Show. It's Thursday morning. Stay there. This is the Rick Emerson Show on Rock 101 KUFO. Putting the cult in pop culture. Greetings, Optimus Prime. I am Mega Chest. The Rick Emerson Show returns. All right, then. It is the Rick Emerson radio program. We are live from beautiful downtown Portland, Oregon. So the viewing 
Let me understand this now. So the viewing for Michael Jackson, they're saying, is going to be at the Staples Center. That is not definite. Wait, I thought that that was confirmed. Do we not? Is it not confirmed? Is everything I know wrong? The last time I heard, it was somebody made the announcement that it was not being held at Neverland and suggested it's being held at Staples. I wonder if that was Tuesday. You suppose that was somebody maybe, else just maybe, doing what, what we were doing? We were trying to convince maybe everybody. Maybe it's not the Staples Center. It's some Staples in the valley somewhere we're, in the parking lot. We're just, <laughs> in the, it's, it's, the, the Encino Staples. <laughs> the Van Nuys Staples is proud to welcome the viewing party for Michael Jackson. The um, I, I wonder if that's just somebody doing what, the, what we were doing by trying to convince everybody he was, was going to be buried in San Fernando Valley somewhere. I wonder if, you know, like Angelina Jolie just sort of picked up and called the newspaper and went, uh, yeah, it's going to be at the Staples Center by now. <laughs> because we just sort of, because we did now what we are hoping everybody else will do is just to mindlessly repeat some crap that they heard without knowing whether it's true or not. Well, what do I care? It doesn't matter. Because whatever it is, is not going to happen uh, today or tomorrow, clearly. I mean, that was the whole thinking, right? He was, the procession was going to be starting today at 10. The Jacksons want everyone to enjoy the holiday weekend. They'll be back with us again. That's eh. very giving of oh, them. Oh, they're never, no, no. They're never going to go away because we, they've ex- extended the whole news cycle by so, at least another week. So here's where I originally got that story. Police sources tell KTLA uh-huh. they're making preparations for a massive public memorial for Michael Jackson Tuesday morning at the Staples Center. That's what police sources tell KTLA. Oh, just that, just it. so they've closed down Chick Hearn Court, which is right in front of that. And in the meantime, news crews are at Four Salon in Glendale, fueled by rumors, rumors that the star's body could be stored there in some warehouse. I don't know. <laughs> I, so that seems patently unbelievable to me because wherever he's at now, mm-hmm. where, where is he now? Do Wouldn't we know? He be in a morgue. I, I mean, don't know. Don't they, have to, they do stuff to you after you die. Like, I mean, well, they just, your insides. Yeah, they just fill you with that pink stuff that they use in high school to, to clean up the vomit, I think. I mean, I find it weird. Yeah, he's been dead a week and they're still parading around his corpse. Well, I mean, but, but James Brown was in a freezer. Well, what Michael did... Jackson's been stuck with things before. It's nothing new. What kind of things, Tim? Well, I don't know. Anywho, uh, wasn't James Brown in a freezer for like, uh, like a month and a half? And wasn't the freezer actually at his house? James Brown wasn't even, he wasn't even on ice he like wasn't a, in his the own county. Freezer. I don't know, no, see, but I thought, I thought that they kept James Brown on ice, like at his, at his house somewhere, that he had some weird, maybe he just emptied his own freezer. Like, take out the tater tots and the burgers and put James okay, in Okay, but here see, I thought it was like one, only one step removed from that. I thought that at James Brown's house, there was one of those big walk in freezers that they use for like a kitchen, mm-hmm. and that that is where the family was storing the body because then they could keep it under guard. So that nobody would be getting photographs of his corpse. All right, I'm going to look this up on the internet. That's a good idea. You're looking up the James, yeah. the James Brown thing. I got to find our James Brown, uh, our James Brown interview because I don't know where that went to. All I, I have the James, I have some James Brown sound uh, from that, but it's it's just the. Uh, <laughs> that's all it is. It's not the rest of the interview. It's just it's just him doing that. Whenever Google bodies in freezers. Well, I guess there's plenty to choose from. <laughs> word, word to the wise. Oh. If you get bored over the holiday weekend. Hold on, I'm going to Google, Google bodies and freezers. I'm Google bodies and freezers right now. We should do a daily warning of things that you shouldn't Google. Hey, you know what I Googled the other day? What's that? I Googled the phrase, I don't remember why. Uh, it, we, we, it was some news story, and I Googled the phrase, celebrities who, and then you look at the autocomplete for that. And it's, it's very, it's, it's interesting to see what people are sort of uh, Who smoke, for. who died, who Twitter, who smoke weed, <laughs> who play World of Warcraft. Let's see. 
who share your disease. <laughs> I'm going to celebrities would you who like share to, your disease. Would you like to share my disease? Awesome. All right, ladies and gentlemen, at the news desk, your personal savior, Tim. Riley in the news with Tim Riley. Good morning, everyone. 647. Portland is under a heat advisory. Get in the pool. Drink lots of water. Stay out of the sun. It's not going to cool off, if you can call it that, till at least Sunday. It's going to be a beautiful sunny holiday weekend. So the latest, Jermaine Jackson was on the Today Show speaking with Matt Lauer just uh, moments ago. He told some chilling things, like going to the hospital, finding his brother dead, and saying, I wish it was me. Jermaine's saying that anyway. And that was just a shell. But I kissed him on his forehead, and I hugged him, and I... This is after his death. I said, Michael, I'll never leave you. You never leave me. I felt, though, really, really empty. And this sounds strange, but he went too soon. He went too soon. I don't know how people are going to take this, but I wish it was me. Why do you? Okay. I, I don't, I, when he says, how are people going to take this? I don't really know. There's really no response to that, as uh, Meg Ryan would say in Joe versus the Volcano. I have uh, I have no way to respond Who to that. Who quotes statement. Joe versus the Volcano? That would be me, uh, Rick Emerson. Okay, and weren't you just talking about Joe's apartment the other day, too? Yes, yes, I was. I'm a big fan of movies. I'm also a fan of Joe, starring Joe Don Baker. Here's Tim Riley. There's a big stub out there for Bubbles the Chimp. He has not been invited. The animal-loving Jackson's old friend Bubbles the Chimp has been banned from the funeral. As the King of Pop is about to be laid to rest in California, the ape must be kept 3,000 miles away. Bubbles will spend the day listening to calming flute music at a chimp sanctuary in Florida. I can't tell if you're making this up or not. No, this is a true story. Are they saying that in Florida, are they saying that Bubbles is somehow aware of Michael Jackson's passing? I guess he was told, yes. I mean, one of Jackson's people contacted him. What? 3,000 miles? Well, first of all, there has been no invitation for Bubbles to attend the funeral. I got two things to say about that. One, I was taping uh, Outlook Portland, what is today, Thursday? So on on Tuesday, I was taping Outlook Portland, which airs uh, Sunday mornings on Northwest 32 TV. at Cable Channel 5. Oh, repeat that again. I wasn't listening. I uh, was taping uh, Outlook Portland, Tim, which airs on Northwest 32 TV Sunday mornings. Uh, and that's uh, also Cable Channel 5. Um, at what time? 6.30 a.m. Sunday morning, Tim. You can set your TiVos right now if you like and make that a repeating season pass. Or on your DVR, you can set that to be a recurring recording. I so, bet a special guest. That would be Northwest 32 TV. Is it in color? Yes, it is. It's in Technicolor and Rumble Rama, Tim. So, uh, but, but so this coming Sunday, I'm going to talk to our good friend uh, Davy Nipples, who is the touring guitarist with Everclear, among you know, you, and also Storm of the Balls, and also Sweaty Nipples, who's a big you know Portland uh, the band from from uh, back in the day, and Jennifer Batten, who was the touring guitarist from Michael Jackson. We had her on the phone last week, and she's on the uh, she's on the show. She toured on the Bad, Dangerous, and History tours. Anyway, it sounds very timely. Well, it was it, it's him. It's I'd like to be on the bleeding edge of such things. So she brought this photo album, kind of showing her because she toured with Jackson, you know, and it's like, and it, 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 here's the thing about about Jennifer Batten that's so great and you got a little uh, sense of this when we talked to her last week is she doesn't she kind of downplays the whole thing because she's a listener you know she listens to us and so I've, I've talked to her before you know before the whole Jackson thing happened and she never pointed out about herself like oh yeah I was Michael Jackson's guitarist I only knew because Storm told me uh, Storm Large it was like hey you probably talked to Jennifer Batten you know she played guitar for Michael Jackson which Jennifer herself had never told me like who leaves that out about themselves you know oh I do a little gardening and uh, I make some glass art 
Well, also usually you should, you should leave things out of your resume that are beyond 10 years. <laughs> that's the, 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 but the history that's tour said. wasn't 10 years ago. Uh, well, it was more I, recent than that, wasn't was it? Was it? Well, and, well, here's the other thing. is She was also going to be the guitarist for the, for the upcoming O2 uh, shows uh, oh. in, in London. So that's, I mean, it's just a whole weird thing. Anyway. But she was on the phone with us, and she was talking about, she's like, well, you know, I'm just an, I'm one of an entourage of a hundred people. And that makes it sound that she's, she makes it sound like she's like the fifth guitarist back there with an acoustic guitar way down in the mix that nobody, nobody hears. When in reality, I mean, she was like, you know, she's, when you went to see Michael Jackson perform and he played Beat It, like, she's the girl up there doing the solo for Beat It. I mean, she was the lead guitarist. Oh, so cool. And so she has this photo album that she brought to the taping on Tuesday, and she's showing us all the pictures, and she's like, oh, here's me backstage with Michael, and here's me, um, this is me on stage performing the Beat It solo, and it's her and Jackson, like, six inches apart. And they're doing that thing where she's, you know, it's like the the classic lead vocalist, lead guitarist thing, where she's, like, leaning back doing the solo, and he's, like, leaning in, kind of like a Joe Perry, Steven Tyler thing. And then, backstage, photo of her kissing Bubbles the Chimp. Awesome. That'll be on the show, by the way. That'll be on, on Sunday morning show. Uh, all right. How would you like to be this chimp wandering around this animal sanctuary telling your fellow chimps, well, I, I used to live with Michael Jackson? <laughs> but I was well, not I'd like it quite a lot, actually, because then you think... Now it's... I have to go back to my lower middle class cage. <laughs> And spend the rest of the day till the next feeding time. So I'm going to go, you guys. I got, uh, let's see, I'm looking at my uh, fling poo, fling poo, lunch, fling poo. That joke is half stolen from Eddie Izzard. I'm sorry about that. Oh, straight up, hey, straight ahead, I found this, uh, I found the James Brown clip, by the way. The best thing you've ever heard. If you've never heard the James Brown clip of which I speak, you got to see it. It's coming up next. The Rick Emerson Show. We're in Portland. More of the Rick Emerson Show in mere moments. Only on Rock 101 KUFO. KUFO Portland. Indeed. It is the Rick Emerson Show live from beautiful downtown Portland, Oregon. Thank you for joining us. It's 503. 228-4101. Coming up at 7.15, we'll talk to Shaheem Reed from MTV News uh, about... I mean, I guess we could start with, where is Michael Jackson's body? Not that he he has access to that information, but I mean, you think somebody would know. This is going to be like the James uh, Brown thing, where it it just ends up... You know that they're not going to be able to find a place, because it's going to be a not-in-my-backyard sort of a deal, because nobody wants uh, 200,000 lunatics mm-hmm. who have nowhere to pee. Yeah, a whole lot of crazy follows Michael Jackson. That's, see, and that's the, that's the thing. It's not just the number of people. It's that it's like you hear that phrase, aging in dog years, but like a Michael Jackson fan, that is the equivalent of like 15 fans or anybody else because they're just, because they're just unhinged fruitcakes. So, well, in any event. So, uh, we don't know where the viewing is going to be. We don't know where he bo- his body is. We don't know uh, where he's going to be buried Oh, and also apparently they were scraping skin cells off his dermatologist to make his children. And a woman filed a lawsuit claiming that she is actually his wife, the mother of all of his children, and that Michael Jackson is, this is part of the court filing, Lucifer. So, there you go. Uh, Here's uh, Tim Riley, who has the following headlines on this Thursday morning. From the UK comes word, Michael Jackson lived a drug hell while in London and had a secret lady whose identity has not yet been revealed. Yet she's coming forward. She, she live in Canada? Does he visit her over summer vacation? That's what it says here. Uh-huh. At OK Magazine, their cover has a dead Michael Jackson, who kind of looks like Paul Abdul alive. Oh, that's creepy. That's just that, is that, param- oh, that God, paramedic that photo? I to see that everywhere. Yeah. It looks like they've taken that paramedic photo and tilted it to a different angle. He kind of looks like Charlie McCarthy there. Paul Abdul. Uh-huh. I that's, think Paul Abdul. That's un- yeah. Who is that more unfortunate for? Probably Paula Abdul. I guess so. All right. You notice that when that uh, that second autopsy uh, came out, 
And I guess TMZ now, look, I love TMZ, but it's so hard to, to figure out when to sort of believe the stuff they print and when they don't. I'm not saying but that But rumors they, are fun. Well, see, no, they are. Look, and I don't really care. It doesn't matter to me. We, we spread tons of We've them all in the past few days. Week. And I'm not saying that TMZ themselves, that they create false news, but they will. what they will do, they'll do what we do. They'll say, look, reports say, or that there is word that, or a mm-hmm. source tells us that. Um, but that first autopsy came out. We all repeated it. Uh, then TMZ said, well, no, that's fake. And then now they're saying the second autopsy result, which, by the way, the second autopsy uh, seems to have said exactly the same thing as the first one, which is that, oh, yeah, he's, uh, you know, he was just filled with cobwebs and drugs and he was covered with and needles. Riddled with holes. Yeah, covered with, yeah, riddled with holes and had no hair. So there's, so he basically just looked like a mannequin that had survived a really bad store fire. And we all instinctively believe both of these because it just seems like the way that he probably looks. And with all these celebrity deaths, it seems like a long time ago that Der- David Carradine died. Oh, wow. I totally oh. forgot about that now guy. Now they, they say he uh, ac- was accidentally killed. So nobody else was involved. But by he himself? Died, so by his, yeah, by himself. Uh, okay. That's not the way you want to go. Well, all we right. can move on with our lives. There are other celebrity deaths. Well, let me do this. I'll, ten of them here. Let me play this James Brown thing here. Then we'll take a break, and uh, we will come back with MTV News. So you heard me uh, making a James Brown reference earlier. This is, of course, before he died, he is being interviewed by Sonia, uh, who at that time was a host on CNN, I believe. I think she had a sort of a chat show, as they say, on CNN uh, back when. So this is a very drunk James Brown, my my opinion, he seems very drunk here. Um, James Brown, who clearly is on something, uh, being interviewed by Sonia, and she starts by asking him about this high-speed chase he went on where the cops had to, they chased him across three states or something before they finally arrested him. So she starts by asking about his legal problems. How did all of this trouble begin? Living in America. (laughs) Nothing wrong. Nothing wrong at all. You're not in any difficulty, but you're out on bond. No, I'm not. Have all the charges been dropped? Yeah, I'm out on love. Well, are you out on love or out of love? Which is it? Out on love. Alone from night to night, you find me. Now, James, this isn't the first time you and your wife have had a problem. Are the two of you going to be able to work this out? Let's talk about some music. Your fans will have read all about this, James. Aren't you concerned about that? No, I'm concerned because there's nothing wrong. And what are you going to say to your fans when they ask you some questions about it? I'm going to say I feel good. Papa's got a brand new bag. It's a man's world. What are you going to be doing on this tour? I'm going to be doing Papa's got a brand new bag, living in America. Sex machine, get up off of that thing. I feel good. Yeah. <laughs> now, I understand that you I'm have real. already... James, I have to ask you one serious question here. I understand you already have started divorce proceedings. Does that mean that you're now eligible? Oh, um, no. I'm, yes, I'm eligible. I'm saying I, I want to mingle. You want to mingle? Yeah. Now, the women love you when you get out there. Why do you think that is? What did you say? The women love you when you get out there. Why is that, ladies? Well, I'm asking you. Huh? Because I you look think good. That is? You I look smell good. good. I yeah. feel good. And you sing good. And make love good. Oh. Well, there we are. We don't have to ask anybody else. We got that from the source. <laughs> well, there you are. <laughs> <laughs> that never gets old. It just ends on such a peak, too. We had another song by that has oh. the same. Do we? Oh, it's Connie, Connie Chung. Chung. Yeah. yeah. All right. Oh, that's awesome. Boy, that and that uh, that Miss South Carolina, the Iraq, they don't have maps and the so forth and such in one day. Awesome.
Straight ahead, we'll talk to MTV News. The Rick Emerson Show is live from beautiful downtown Portland. This is The Rick Emerson Show on Rock 101 KUFO. Share your thoughts with billions. I love a man in yellow pants. Call 503-228-4101. The Rick Emerson Show returns. Live from beautiful downtown Portland, Oregon, it is the Rick Emerson Radio Program. Thank you for joining us today. Attention, ladies. Hilary Duff set to join the cast of Gossip Girl for a multi-episode arc. Awesome. And here's the thing, and I think I speak for guys on this. I Here's what I remember. I remember wondering... Yes, I'm creepy. I remember wondering how old she was because there was that whole thing of... Her and Haley Duff, who were always getting mixed up, at least in my mind's eye. So Hillary Duff was the one who was older, right? Or was it Haley? Who's the older sister there? I think it's Hillary Duff who's the older sister. And then there was that thing that was it was like one of those Olsen twins things. It was popping up all over the net. It was like counting down to like to whatever when she turned eighteen, because it was so impossible to tell how old anybody is. So that was the thing I remember about her. Um, Right out of the gate, and then she had that uh, the, the alleged singing career that sort of went to a whole lot of uh, nowhere. Mm-hmm. And then Haley Duff was her younger sister, right? Older sister. Older. Okay, see, that's the thing. So I couldn't. That was the deal. I could never track how old Hillary Duff was because I kept confusing her with Haley. So why do I care about Haley Duff? You what did she ever? Nobody do? Nobody cares about Haley Duff. Well, see, nobody cares. I don't about, even know. Not, I, I can name you nothing that she's done. I didn't think uh, anybody cared about Hillary Duff. What has she been doing uh, for the past however many years before she joined Gossip Girl? She's been humping a hockey player. Really? Mm-hmm. Is that what it says on her resume? Yes. Tim says you're not supposed to put anything on your resume that's over 10 years old. So does it go Does it go right from Lizzie McGuire to having sex with professional athlete all the time? Mm-hmm. How old is Hillary Duff? She's got to be... She's early 20s now, I think. Probably like 23. Nah, she's got to be older. 24. Oh, she's washed up. She's, we're done with her. We've washed our hands of her. Anyway, uh, so I guess she had a little uh, bit part on the Ghost Whisperer, and she's, uh, she's going to be a gossip girl. The story will make Hillary Duff's character a roommate of Vanessa. E-Online, I don't know who any of these people are. E-Online said that Duff's character will be pursued by Dan. She will appear in the show's fourth episode uh, this fall. I'm so excited. Right. Wait, hold on. So Greg is, is going to NYU, I think. Okay, now Greg just put on the screen. Is this true? Greg says that Hillary Duff has been cast as Bonnie in the Bonnie and Clyde. They're remaking Bonnie and Clyde? There's no How call for Clyde? that. Is it Zac Efron? There's Jim? no need to remake Bonnie and Clyde. That's a, that's a thing that doesn't need to be done. All right, yeah, it doesn't need to be done with Hillary. I mean, I hate to... You make Teen Wolf over again. Make Teen Wolf a thousand times in a row. I don't care. Bonnie and Clyde's not a thing. But here's the thing. Can I tell you what bugs me about Bonnie and Clyde? Here's the thing that bugs me about Bonnie and Clyde, and it bugs me about The Godfather uh, every time I see it. There's two things that bug me about The Godfather. I've, this is the well-established that it bugs me when Michael and Kay are leaving the movie theater, and they walk by the newsstand, and Michael Al Pacino looks down, and he sees, I, I guess Kay sees him. She pulls him back, and there's the, like the New York Post or whatever the newspaper is, and it says, Mobster feared dead, Vito Corleone gunned down. And Michael just keeps doing that marble mouth thing of, they don't say if he's dead or alive. Uh, and then he just like rushes off home, and at no point does the guy who run the newsstand go like, "You got to pay for that. It's not a library." Use, uh, I mean, and nobody knows that he's uh, Michael Corleone. Nobody knows he's the son of a gangster in New York. I mean, you pick up a paper, you pay. 
That's not as, uh, as John Leguizamo would say. It's not library. You pay, you go. So nobody it makes him pay for the newspaper. The, the, now, Sonny Corleone, as played by James Caan, there's this whole sequence in the film. And it just makes me less of a man because I don't understand how this works. There's a whole sequence in the film where James Caan answers the phone, and then he goes off, presumably to to meet with the Italians or somebody, and he goes through a toll booth, and then he stopped at the toll booth, and the guy ducks down inside the change booth, and he just gets machine gunned by all these guys who pop out of nowhere. And my deal is, who were the guys that machine gunned him? I think they're the Tatalias, but how did they know he was going to be there? And, like, how did they, in other words, who was it? Was it, was it Sal? Is that the implication that it's Abe Vigoda? I'm speaking to a room full of people who don't know what I'm talking no, about, clearly. No, I have no idea what you're talking no. about. And I've heard you lament about the paper thing. Well, it doesn't matter times. if we like it or not. <laughs> I'm just, the audience appreciates it. I'm just saying it bugs me because I don't really understand why Sonny gets in the car and drives, uh, speeds off, and then goes through the toll booth place where he gets machine gunned. And I guess maybe I'm supposed to infer uh, that Abe Vigoda is the one who set him up for that, but I'm not entirely positive about that. So there's that. Here's the other thing. It bugs me every time I watch that, that James, and it's clearly not because it, it was like, like a ratings issue, because that movie's full of violence. I mean, it's full of sex, and it's full of, I mean, there's, there's all kinds of uh, um, debauchery, and there's Sonny nailing that bridesmaid up against the bedroom door, so there's all this stuff. And yet, at no point does he get hit in the head. I mean, you've got five guys on either side with Tommy guns from a range of like two feet away. First of all, it's a miracle that they're not peppering each other. Secondly, at no point does he get a face shot at all. It's just, it's fully, it's just like from the shoulders down. Same thing that bugs me about Bonnie and Clyde. You watch the movie Bonnie and Clyde, and I think Warren Beatty gets it everywhere but the face, which is it completely takes you out of the movie. It strikes you, it's a, it's a completely improbable lack of violence from the neck well, what up. What good would Warren Beatty be with? A whole bunch of holes in his face. I'm just saying that's what makes it a tragedy, Sarah. He was uh, so young and pretty, and then at the end, he, uh, you know, he just gets, uh, so you know, he just gets blown into little pieces. Although I think you do see a part of his, uh, I think you do see like a part of his arm fly off at one point. There's like a squib, a blood pack that goes off, and a part of his arm goes flying. Hey, is the guy in Bo- in, uh, in Bonnie and Clyde that interrogates, um, that interrogates the other woman in the gang? Is that Uncle Jesse from the Dukes of Hazard, Denver Pyle? He interrogates Blanche, whatever her know. name is, in the Bonnie and Clyde gang. I'll have to go back and watch it. I don't remember the movie. You know, I need to have, I need to hire somebody from internet from the IMDb that just follows me around and answers my questions, or like the the guy you from do, the. It's called your BlackBerry. The guy from the Ask Jeeves commercial just needs to sort of trail around behind me everywhere I go. Well, on that note, straight ahead we have more news from Can't Tim you put Riley that on the Twitter. Somebody would answer you. I suppose I'm going to do it right now. All right, hold on. Do it. I'm going to Twitter in okay. real time. No, no, no. I'm gonna, Isn't that what it's for? One one thing at a time. I'm going to Twitter. The James Conn machine gunned Godfather question right now, and we'll see if when we come back we have an answer. We'll okay. see if, by the time we return if we've got a, an answer to that. I so mean, there you that, go. That Twitter is full of a multi wise guys all wanting to shoot off their mouths about different topics at any point. Yes, it is, Tim. All right, so uh, I'm going to Twitter this right now. We come back, we'll have the answer. Also, news from Tim Riley coming up next hour, CNN Radio correspondent Jim Roop. Also, before the top of the hour, we'll be giving away a pair of tickets for you to see the creature from the Black Lagoon in 3D, a beautiful restored 35-millimeter print playing at the Hollywood Theater starting tomorrow. We are live in beautiful downtown Portland, Oregon. This is the Rick Emerson Show on Rock 101 KUFO. Thoughts with billions. Call 503-228-4101. Stick a bastard in it, you crap. The Rick Emerson Show returns.
Rick Emerson radio program. Live from beautiful Portland. Is that a preview of the American Idol show opening tonight here in Portland? <laughs> Good guess, Tim, but incorrect. Anybody? Sounds just like the kids. I don't know. No, are they famous people? Uh, one of them is. You certainly know one of these people. The girl or the guy? Uh, it's two men, actually. Oh. <laughs> he needs a little more practice. The backing singers are my favorite part. No idea. Wow. This is from Dawn Taylor, by the way, of uh, Cinematical. She uh, sent this to me. Ladies and gentlemen, I give you the smooth sounds of Jerry Lewis and Gary Lewis. Of Gary Lewis and the Playboys. Of Gary Lewis and the Playboys. Of this diamond ring doesn't shine for me anymore fame. How old is that? God, uh, this this is from Hullabaloo. So I mean, I mean, nineteen sixty six, maybe sixty seven. Yeah. So there you go. The best part, by the way, is seeing Jerry Lewis, who is pathologically incapable of not mugging for the camera. Anytime, it, it, I mean, it, it, you get the feeling that the guy just, you know, goes to the, to the bathroom uh, to relieve himself, and if he thinks that there's any sort of uh, chance that he'll be on camera at any point during the activity, he just kind of does a wah, wah, uh, right at the camera, which is they uh, he does multiple times uh, here. All right, it that's, is that's one of those people you don't mess with, Jerry Lewis. Yes. Are you saying that I should uh, saying that I should uh, watch my discussion, or else I'll end up at a toll, at a toll booth? Uh, I'm not saying Sonny that. Corleone style. Only speak when spoken to, Rick. All right. I so right before we went to the break, I uh, put this question on Twitter where I said, "Question in the Godfather: Where is Sonny headed when he's machine gunned at the toll booth? Who called him, and about what?" So uh, the goal was to have an answer here uh, by the time we came back. So I've got uh, some people who've already weighed in about this. The first thing is uh, somebody effing with me on my mafia knowledge. They say, your family knowledge sucks. You never kill a made man in the face. I like the phrase kill him in the face, though. I want you to kill him in the face, you guys. He says, uh, you never kill a made man in the face out of respect for the mother so she can see the boy at his funeral, you ass. (laughs) Well, here's why I don't believe that. That also doesn't make sense. The idea that you wouldn't shoot Sonny Corleone in the face out of respect for the mother, because then when Vito goes to uh, the funeral parlor owner, who you see in the opening sequence of the film, and he says, I believe in America, when they take Sonny into the funeral guy later, and Vito says, look how they massacred my boy, and he says, I want you to use all your powers of restoration to restore him, I can't let his mother see him like this. It doesn't make any sense either, because you figure, unless he's going to be nude in the casket, what is there to restore? I mean, like, like, like a pinky got blown off or something. If he's not shot in the face, there's nothing to restore before his mother sees him. The whole thing is just its riddled with inaccuracies and implausibilities, now that I think about it. Um, this email says, Carlo set Sonny Corleone up. So Carlo is uh, Connie's husband. That's, uh, that's uh, the Talia Shire's husband. Carlo set Sonny up. Tessio betrayed the family uh, later. Uh, Abe Vigoda. Let's see. Sonny, this one says, Sonny drive to defend the honor of his sister in New York. Probably only one way to get to the city from Long Island uh, so that Tatalia's knew uh, where he would be stopping to pay the toll. This would be a perfect spot for the ambush. I believe Sonny was sold out by Carlo, the brother-in-law. So I totally buy, the, because we, it's revealed at the end of the film that, that Carlo has betrayed the family. But how would Sonny know that? It, it seems it, that also seems implausible because he answers the phone and somebody says something to him and he gets in the car and speeds off. And it's never really explained who calls him. Clearly, it wouldn't be Carlo. 
You know, these things never hold up under scrutiny. This is a, you know, this is a, a wound that I should not have picked at because it's just now it's never oh, going to be. Oh, that is a horrible phrase. And that's a phrase you should not have said. This is a gangrenous uh, opening, Sarah, that I should not have jabbed at repeatedly with a mechanical pencil underneath a, uh, a fountain of uh, lemon juice. Here's Tim Riley at the uh, In the News with Tim Riley. Good morning, everyone. It is 7.40. Portland is under a heat advisory. It says stay out of the sun, unless you're at the stripper's pool. Drink plenty of water. It's not going to be cooling up at least till Sunday. Are we at the point where when it's really, really hot outside, people have to be told to stay out of the sun? Yes. Have people Remember not made people the... people in France that died a few years ago because they didn't know any better? But hundreds and hundreds of people, people who died. in their apartments. But that's just because they're too stylish to take off their clothing. You know, you're, Jacques, you're sweating to that. I know, but I must remain fashionable. And then it's just, you know, but it's sort of half-lifing away. Have people not made the sun-heat connection at this point? Have they, have they not made the correlative connection between the two? I, I don't believe people know the sun is extreme as it is. They know it's, it's ex- warm. Extreme. It's an extreme heat. It's a heat blast. All right, here's Tim Riley. Oh, one of your favorite people got busted for a DUI early this morning. Wait, one of my favorite people. Local or national? Time. Local or national? He has both local and national fame. Art Alexakis. No. <laughs> we, that's, that is so telling of our various personalities that I went to Art Alexakis uh, and you went to Lars Larson. This, this happened this morning in Hollywood. It is Rowdy Rodney Piper. Rowdy Rodney Piper got busted for what? He was in West Hollywood? In Hollywood, it says. Well, if you want to get busted for anything in L.A., drive either down Sunset Boulevard or Santa Monica after 1 o'clock in the morning because there's nobody there and you'll get plenty of attention regardless of what you're doing. And they must figure that you're guilty of something. Yes. Like if you're, in the, you know, like if you're on Sunset Boulevard at 3 a.m., for example, uh, you've probably just come from the basement of the Rainbow Room where you and Lemmy have been racking out lines of meth all night, uh, allegedly. So. And if you haven't been doing anything lately, if you want publicity, do that in the middle of the night. You will get some. Uh-oh, breaking news. Uh-oh, hold Michael... on. Michael. Wait, hold on. Let me get the breaking, uh, let me get the breaking, uh, news sounder here. Well, I heard it start with Michael. No, that's, that's no, that's, not that's not the, no. hold on. I can't turn it off. I can't stop the Lewis. Here's your, uh, breaking news. Michael Jackson has been spotted in the clouds over New York City. Is Michael Jackson smiling down on the people of New York? Several people, hundreds as a matter of fact, have taken pictures and sent them to television stations in New York. In the clouds, you can see the figure of a familiar face. Yes, it's Michael Jackson's profile before his nose job. Now, this can live up to the uh, the Mormon belief that once you die and go to wherever you're going, you come back as your former self perfectly, looking like you did before you had for all the, your operations. I yes. think you're confusing Mormons with somebody else. No, I, I heard that at a Mormon funeral. Didn't you read all about plastic surgery when you studied Mormonism, Rick? I'm uh, okay. You come back perfectly in the clouds. At, yes, as you look before. That. Is that part of the doctrine and covenant? So that's why Michael Jackson has his old nose. I guess so. So yeah, he's in the clouds <laughs> over New York with his old nose, looking down, uh, possibly staring at the people gathered at the Apollo Theater. Michael Jackson is looking down with his old nose from the clouds <laughs> on the people at the Apollo Theater in yes. New York. Mm-hmm. Is this like now or was this earlier? Uh, this is just moments ago. There's nothing happening at the Apollo. It's only 11 a.m. There. Did something was Ma- was Michael told that the- was Michael's cloud image told that there was a matinee performance of some kind? I think he uh, I think he might be in the wrong time zone. He might be in Fred uh, Fred Durst's uh, uh, Bangladesh time or wherever the hell he was. Well, even the farmers of the Midwest want to pay tribute to Michael Jackson. They have made. A giant statue of butter in the likeness of Michael Jackson at the Iowa County Fair. This is the state fair. It's the biggest one. Now, traditionally, 
this uh, butter statue is in the shape of a cow, but not this year. This is the year of Michael Jackson. It's usually Bessie the cow. It's being kept in a 40-degree uh, cooler, and uh, people are paying their respects as they pass by. But, I mean, was this, so there wasn't like a coincidence beforehand. This is where Michael Jackson passed away. In other words, the statue was made because of his death. That is correct, yes. It's usually Bessie the cow. So they decided what better way to pay tribute to Michael Jackson. It is to celebrate the king of pop and commemorate the ways his contributions have transformed American music and dance. That is awesome. Oh, by the way, at one point, he appeared at the Iowa State Fair in person. Not in the clouds. He was there in 1971. That's weird. So what do they do with the butter statue? Do they put it on toast or something like, at the yeah, end? spread Michael Jackson on your toast. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's the worst thing you've ever said. And you've said a lot of horrible things on this program. Awful things. Things you can never take back. Spread Michael Jackson on your toast. Won't you please? I can't believe you haven't. You know, I can't believe it's not Michael. <laughs> Michael Jackson's secret UK life is coming to light. This from Sky News. He had a long-standing secret girlfriend and developed an addiction to drugs False. supplied by unscrupulous doctors. Wrong. That from London. Uh-huh. Everybody wants to say, the farmers say he's made of butter. These people say he has a girlfriend. What are we to believe? New York thinks he's made of clouds. <laughs> New York thinks he's in the clouds. Everybody's getting into the act. Is it possible? All I can that... do is pass these on. Judge for yourself. You know, and then I mean, you know, and there's just so much weird sort of Christ imagery that surrounds uh, that guy. Um, the, the, the idea of Michael Jackson, the idea of a, of a butter Michael Jackson statue then being consumed by people. I mean, it's just sort of, a, it is a you're, whole... you're supposed to eat the butter Michael Jackson. But don't they, isn't that what they do? I mean... Maybe they just let him melt into a I, Maybe they're still making a, that, they may still be making that decision. Is maybe this at little... a state fair? Yes, it is. Okay, but at a state fair, don't you imagine that the butter statue... It would do they not pretty quickly. Do they, well, no, but they keep it cool. Do they not use it for something at the end? Isn't it, do they not... Uh... Maybe it's going to be traveling by motorcade to the Staples Center for Tuesday. I would... Maybe they I would sort of... That just open the trailer and it's just a big, just a big puddle comes out. Um, the, I, wouldn't you assume, I would assume that in America, that such a butter statue would be sponsored by somebody, that there would be a farm or a dairy company or a butter making uh, concern who would then sponsor the butter statue. And then uh, they would be giving away little samples of the butter from the butter cow. Maybe not. Maybe I'm just doing that because I'm trying to reverse engineer a scenario where they're eating a butter Michael Jackson in my head. Because then it's a whole... It doesn't look like they have a sponsor for it. Somebody has to get out and do some sales. And he turned to the apostles and he said, this is my body. And please to be spreading it on English muffins or perhaps a bagel of some kind. Thank you. Uh, We have a text message, 52051, that says, oh my God, that is such crap. Michael Jackson was not in the clouds. That is made up. (laughs) No, it isn't. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> no, it's not. It's fact. <laughs> if there's one, that is, way, that is the one fact that the, we have this morning that Michael Jackson is in the clouds over New York. By the way, if there's if there's one way to make us cling to an implausible or in fact wholly fabricated story, it's by claiming that the story is in fact false, and How we'll just we'll dig they? it. Oh no, we'll di- we'll harden immediately, and that we will dig in our heels instantaneously if you insist that something is not true. This text message says, "No, is this true?" Says the Wiz is playing at the Apollo. Now, that's a thing that could either be somebody uh, pulling our lariat, or it could be... that. See, that's just plausible enough that I sort of believe it. I will reserve judgment on that. Uh, this says, People are getting so mad about this Michael Jackson in the clouds thing. This one says... Uh, because it's absolutely true. A statue of butter. Will it melt and look even more like him? No, no. All right. 
I don't even know what the hell we were talking about. Where did we start? There was some Jackson thing that started this whole mess. What I was don't the, remember. It was several stories ago. What was the first? Secret girlfriend, Michael Jackson butter statue. No, it was before the... It was the Michael the, Jackson in the clouds started the news. It, it is oh, the top it, story okay, nationwide. Just, let's br- bring it full circle here. So people in New, so people, people in New York are saying that Michael Jackson's face is being seen in the clouds, but it's old Michael with the old nose. Right. And I can vouch for that. I have seen it. And it you, is the old nose of Michael Jackson. And you were claiming that this is, uh, as the Mormons say, that your body is restored. Correct. I don't. And think he does I, look like he has kind of his old afro back too. But see, but what what stage are you restored to? Your your original equipment. No, but but okay. But is that like eight pounds three ounces, or is that like at age twenty five? Michael like Jackson was fifty. The, the guy at the funeral did not specify. What Does he said God that. give you the option of which year of your life? Okay, let me ask you this right now. Nobody questioned the guy when he said it. No, no. It, 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 right, really, if you if you could pick a single uh, if you could pick a single look a single year of your life uh, to have appear in the clouds over New York City once once you had passed, what year or what look would it be? Anybody, Sarah? Oh, I don't know. Tim? Maybe it hasn't happened yet. Uh, probably my uh, David Bowie glam years of the 80s. Is that where you're like in the full-on white suit with the feathered hair? All right. What about you? Uh, right now, today, this instant. I've never looked better. All right. So there you go. So uh, Michael Jackson, dead in the clouds over New York City, the old nose. We have more dead Mormon. people to talk about in a few minutes. Butter. Has somebody else died? Uh, yes. All right. So there you go. Snuff watch straight ahead. Jim Roop from CNN Radio, Los Angeles, ladies and gentlemen. What an odd program this is sometimes. Still no definitive answer on the Godfather thing. We'll uh, investigate further when we return. We are live in beautiful downtown Portland, Oregon. It is Thursday morning. This is the Rick Emerson Show on Rock 101 KUFO. KUFO! Pop, pop, pop! Portland. Live from beautiful downtown Portland, Oregon, it is the Rick Emerson radio program, an excursion into whimsy. It is Thursday morning. Uh, so don't forget, uh, tomorrow we have, I mean, really, the number of things we have racked up for tomorrow, it's its pretty impressive. Uh, Greg Nibbler has really assembled an astonishing overview uh, of, of things tomorrow, uh, starting with, I think, right out of the gate, the Nathan Fillion interview. Uh, awesome. you know, Nathan Fillion, of course, the guy yeah, from Firefly. He's now on uh, that show Castle. Uh, he was in Dr. Horrible's sing-along blog, one of the best things ever. Uh, so Nathan Fillion tomorrow, I think the Tommy Lee interview, I think uh, Harry Shearer, um, the, the the what were we calling that, the, the Northwest Derision chart or the Shame chart or whatever it is? It was sort of a... Oh, that was the day I was gone. I've was heard the, you talk about it, but I've never heard it. It was the day Christian Bowie was here, and I, I forget exactly, I think it was the ridicule chart. It was it was sort of like a people in, uh, you know, Lake Oswego looked out on, you know, Metro Portland. People in Metro Portland looked down on... You know, whoever, and then and then it always and then it just ends with uh, it just ends with Estacada, of course, at the bottom. So, uh, well, so that whole What's discussion wrong with tomorrow. Estacada, I love Estacada. I'm not saying that's my opinion, Sarah. I'm simply look. I am a I, as an artist, I hold a mirror up to society, and I'm merely reflecting. I'm the messenger uh, here. Don't uh, don't 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 shoot me. Okay. So, and then we'll be back uh, live Monday, and then so Sarah is camping this weekend, and then I'll be in Seattle. Uh, I will not be. Ca- I'll be camping in a hotel. Uh, I will be, uh, I'll be camping at some, I don't know, some arty place, uh, near the university that, uh, that Laura will you be doing into. in Seattle, Rick? Uh, I'm going there to see Green Day. Uh, Green Day's playing tomorrow, uh, at, uh, the Key Arena, which is, the Key Arena is the old Seattle Center, right? Isn't that the deal? Is it Seattle Center is so. Key, Seattle yeah, Center is Key Arena. <laughs> so I'll be seeing Green Day tomorrow, uh, and then we'll, be, we'll all be back, uh, live Monday. So you want to be, um, you want to be listening. Oh, somebody, somebody, additional information on the Michael Jackson butter, butter sculpture. Oh, please to be telling. 
Well, by the way, so I should say this: there are, we don't have any extant photos of this. I no, guess you I, have to pay fair admission. It, it may be being made as we speak, but I do have pictures of Michael Jackson in the clouds on my webpage right now at RileyLive.com. See for yourself; it is real. So, if you Michael go to, Jackson's in the clouds, yes, over go, New York City. You go to RileyLive.com. There is a photograph of Michael Jackson's face appearing in the clouds over uh, New York, and so and it. Uh, He's smiling down on us all. He kind of looks... Well, see, now, I'm not seeing uh, Michael Jackson. I'm seeing Paul Stanley. But sort of Paul Stanley if he were a toddler. Uh, because he has... and uh, Maybe we're looking at the same nose. But I'm, see, I'm seeing a star instead of the eye. But it's on the wrong eye, I think. So I think it's Paul Stanley as though he were looking into a mirror over New York City. kind of looks like a clown face. All right, you uh, go to RileyLive.com. You can... Uh, if you look at it at a different angle, it looks like Stalin. You can see that. <laughs> <laughs> Stalin is appearing over the clouds. Can you think of a worse image to see ap- appearing in the clouds over your city? Well, with all the socialism going on lately, it doesn't surprise me. Almighty. Wow. Uh, the uh, you see the man of the the original man of steel appearing in a cumulonimbus uh, cloud uh, looming right over Milwaukee. It'll be distinctly unnerving. Uh, it's a five zero three two two eight four one zero one. Coming up at eight twenty, we'll talk to uh, Jim Roop, who had his vacation thwarted by these Neverland plans, which ended up not being uh, fulfilled. I can't wait to hear his response today. So I think it, my estimation is he's still stuck in town. He's not going to be able to get out of town, and it's for nothing because the memorial ended up not happening, uh, having at all. That's uh, what happens every day in New York. Every day is just for nothing when it all comes down to it. Uh, Tim Riley's tracking the following headlines on your Thursday morning. Once again, Michael Jackson's image has been seen in the clouds over New York City. Uh, South Korea has fired now four missiles, but none have gone very far. We're still waiting for the big one to hit Hawaii if that does indeed happen. Uh, The latest rumors are the Michael uh, Jackson uh, Memorial Service will be held at uh, Staples Center because that is owned by AEG, which is the same outfit that was behind his concert series in London. So we'll see if that happens or not. Nothing's going to happen at Neverland, so everyone up there can just beat it. (laughs) And we have uh, more celebrity deaths. At least one, anyway. God Almighty. Well, and we're going to recap all the celebrity funerals. And somebody from Are You Being Served has died, apparently. Yes, the lady. Oh, really? Okay, is that the upcoming celebrity death? No, we have another one for that. Another oh, one? Good God Almighty. Just, uh, that is a British celebrity death. Usually I don't cover those, but I will. I'll add that to my list. The Brits don't count? Uh, really? Well, I mean... Well, we have the, too many American ones to cover. The thing is, you have to... I mean, you're, it's, it's sort of a handicap, uh, you know, if you're if you're a British celebrity. Really, you have to work extra hard uh, to become, uh, you know, to become famous in America, really, because it's just... I mean, what with... Really, what with the chocolate rain guy, uh, you know, and his <laughs> ilk, and the Leave Britney Alone guy clogging up all of the fame tubes, it's uh, it's difficult to get noticed. I miss so. the chocolate rain guy. The chocolate rain guy is awesome. He'll come back. He'll come back on some. The, you know what? The, Maybe he'll do a, a Michael Jackson song. I was just gonna say he ought to do a Michael Jackson song, but he waves the one glove in front of the camera when he's, you know, and where he just Billy Jean. I was gonna go to Billy Jean. That's the get exactly out of my head. Thinking. I'll give these Billy Jean. Please don't do that. See, it's free. see when you do it, it freaks me out. <laughs> there ought to be somebody ought to do a like a package tour though, of like YouTube stars. Where they just come out on like the Playtone Galaxy of Stars or whatever it is, where they all tour, where it's like you get to see uh, the Hollywood Television Theater. That's right, where you get, where you get to see the Chantrelines and then uh, Freddie Fredrickson who sings Mr. Downtown, and then the Oneeders come out and they sing their big hit. 
They ought to do that, but where it's like uh, Chris Crocker comes out and reenacts his Leave Britney Alone thing, and then Tayson Day comes out and he sings Chocolate Rain, and then, then that guy that sings the Manana Manana song or whatever, he comes out and he does his deal, and then like the the alarmed rodent or whatever whatever it is that the animal of the you know that looks around at the camera he comes out and i mean i think people would pay like 12 dollars at a fair rodent. to see that <laughs> whatever it was it was like a woodchuck a or something gopher, yeah, just like, that like looked over its shoulder yeah. if that was playing look if you went to a fair and they had some sort of setup where it was a whole bunch of youtube people coming out on stage and doing their one thing in person and then leaving if that was like 9 dollars and about 25 minutes long and maybe came with a drink of some kind. You'd probably do that. That's a thing. Oh, it's actually throwing a butter statue. I mean, there's a, look. Well, they uh, did have like the YouTube video, like video awards or something. There, look, there are people that are not necessarily that interesting that come to town that people pay a lot more for. And I know because I get, uh, we get offered them as guests uh, occasionally here. You were the one that told me Tears for Fears was coming to town. Oh God, I didn't tell you. I didn't even know Tears for Fears. They're first- playing at the zoo. At the zoo? They're playing at the zoo. Yeah, the zoo has concerts. Yeah, B- yeah. the B-52s oh, no. just played a couple weeks well, ago. Well, see, there. but that works. Like, See, the B-52s playing at a zoo works because they're just such a weird... Because Fred because Fred Schrender's sort of a ringmaster anyway, and it's... You know, and you can just, you know, lions and bears and elephants, mm-hmm. boys in bikinis. Uh, you I, can, can, I can see Tears for Fears there. I saw the Indigo Girls uh, at the zoo uh, a couple years ago, which was, I mean... That was actually, I mean, that I'm I'm unashamed about this. I'm a big Indigo Girls fan, um, but that's a surreal experience. In like in, in like a hundred. Are there like animals scene. walking around behind them? No, it's not. It's not Neverland. It's not. <laughs> oh, they don't let the animals loose. It's not Jurassic oh, concert. Park. I thought they were like in the elephant den or something. <laughs> no, 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 no. Are you going to see Tears for Fears was, at the zoo? Oh, I'm having an inner struggle because I love Tears for Fears and I wanted to see him, but the tickets are like you know, like fifty or sixty bucks. Like they're pretty pricey, and so. You got to make it while you can, though. I know. I, well, I was thinking so. about it, and then for some random reason, so this is kind of weird that you bring this up. Um, an ex-boyfriend of mine that I haven't spoken to in like eight months. We broke up like a, a while ago. Is this um, wait? Which boyfriend is this? Are we going to identify him? Is, I don't care. Well, you, you say him or not? Uh, this is um, okay. Was this within the last it's, year that you dated this uh, person? Yes, it was about it was about a year ago. Use a fake name like uh, Francois. It was, it was the Francois. farmer. It was the, uh, it was the farmer. Okay. okay. So I haven't spoken to him or seen him in months. Since he bowled next to you on the intercom bowling league? <laughs> oh, yeah, I forgot well, about I that. I think it's planting season for farmers. Yeah. Yes, he's busy at work on the farm. And uh, I hadn't heard from him. And then so I missed a couple phone calls from him. I'm like, oh, God, what's happening? And then I got a text message saying, like, hey, Sarah, give me a call. I'm like, what? <laughs> What's going on there? What kind of ailment does he have? Perhaps I'm like, why is he? Because really if you don't talk to somebody, desperately you, trying to get a hold of me. If you've broken up with somebody after uh, after eight months, and then you suddenly hear from them again, you know that's multiple a whole, times. No, no, no. You know that happened to my friend Chuck, and this sounds like a made up story. Uh, when I lived at the Casa de Vatos in the uh, Salt Lake, the, the, there's this guy Chuck who lived there, and I won't give his last name. But it, 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 I mean, it sounds this sounds like such a perfect setup that it can't possibly be real, but it is. A see if you can guess the ending to this story. A girl that he hadn't seen in nine months. Oh, jeez. Knocked on the, you know, and he answers the door and he's like, hello, Sharice, what do you want? I'm not, we're not getting back together. I don't, uh, you know, and the car's in my name, so you can't have that. And then suddenly he looks at, hi. A bouncing I, baby boy. I'd, li- I'd like you to meet your new son. Oh. And yeah, that was, that just came right out of nowhere. That's just a big punch in the store. Yes, right the farmer there. was calling me to tell me that he was <laughs> pregnant. That he had your baby. <laughs> yes, that he had my I'm baby. I'm sorry, Sarah. I didn't know how to I break it. I didn't tell you, you, but he's the man woman. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, so he calls me and I'm like, oh God. And so we're at, um, you know, 
at Tropical Summer. He invited you to cool. go rock out of the zoo. Yeah, so we were there, and uh, you know, we'd had a couple beers, and I'm just like, you know what, screw it. I'm like, I'll call him back. I didn't. I, it was kind of awkward, but I'm like, you know what? Now I have a little liquid courage. What I'll with the it. dumping him and all. Yeah. Uh, so I called him. I'm just like, hey, what's up? So I missed a few phone calls from you. And he was like, oh, I have a couple. I have a pair of tickets to go see Tears for Fears at the zoo and wanted to see if you wanted to come. This is somebody that I haven't even had a drink with, let alone a meal with, let alone went to a, been to a concert with in over a year. And what did you say? I'm like, oh, I can't really hear you right now. Can I call you? <laughs> <laughs> did you really do the I can't hear you? Yeah. I'm like, have you know, you, it's too loud. Let yeah. me ask you this. Have you ever faked um, uh, the cutting out? Oh, yeah. I, 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 tunnel. I, don't, look, I can't do I'll the thing cutting up, but I'll just be like, oh, wait, I, I, totally I can't hear you anymore. Hello? Hello? <laughs> <You're responding. laughs> Hello, Sarah? Hello. For the love of God, I... <laughs> Mr. Watson. I paid a lot for these tickets. Oh! So it was so... And I think he has a girlfriend. And I'm like, why the hell is he asking, like, offering me these, like, $60 tickets? We well, haven't hung out. Maybe they and have so, an understanding. Well, that was Monday. And I'm like, can I call you tomorrow? <laughs> and he's like, yeah. And so I haven't called him back. All right, and then. I really would like to go to Tears for Fears, but I don't really know. Is it I, worth the trade-off? Let me ask you this. Think of, I, I won't ask it's you to say who it is awkward. on the air, but think of the worst breakup you've had. I won't ask you to identify, not even the me. Uh, <laughs> think of the worst breakup, and I think I know who it is. Yeah. But the worst breakup you've had. If that worst breakup you've ever had, what tickets would it take for you? You wouldn't have to do anything uh, intimate, obviously, but mm-hmm. the, the, to spend a, to spend a, you, you would have to be, let's say this, the worst breakup you've ever had, uh, his boss has a handful of tickets to something. Mm-hmm. You could go, but Shades of Three's company, you have to pretend that you're still dating. You don't have to do anything. You don't have to, like, uh, you know, you don't have to, there's nothing physical involved. But it's like you have to go on a double date with him and the boss and the boss's wife. He's told the boss he has a girlfriend. Mm-hmm. You have to pretend to be the girlfriend for the entire night. You have to plausibly act as though you are in love with him. You would do that in exchange for tickets to what act? What would you do that to go see? Face to face. Really? Oh, yeah. You gotta aim bigger, sister. No, are you kidding me? They broke up, and they're only playing two shows, and they're both on the East Coast. Oh, well, fair enough. No, I See, so I figured it, you'd go right for the Bob Dylan or something. No, I've seen Bob Dylan, and the last time I saw him, it was um, more depressing than it was impressive. So you would pretend you would pretend to still be uh, dating and madly in love with this person? Uh, yes. All right. Yeah. Well, but, but you can't really but bring yourself to do it for Tears for Fears. I don't think I can do it. I mean, he's he's a nice person, but it, things didn't end so well. You know, I kind of broke up. So you're just going to let and, that fade out like a guy where you just turn down the volume well, knob and never call him back? I don't know what to do. I don't know what to do because I need to call him back because I don't want to be mean, and I know I'm going to bump into him at some point. When is the show? I think it's next weekend. Well, just say you have plans. Tears for fears, though. I okay. Well, but look, I don't that's, know if it's worth it. Yeah, I don't know if that's, it's worth that's the on. That, that's on. That's on. But it was just I'm awkward. A, Why would somebody call you after like? I think know, we all know months. the answer to that. I mean, let's let's not let's not pretend that we're not adults here, Sarah. I think let's let's uh, let's not be coy. Are you calling me a prostitute? Uh, <laughs> wow, no. I mean, <laughs> wait. Yes, what? what's right? You just, what's I correct? Know. I don't know. Uh, hello, hi. You're on the uh, Rick Emerson show. How can I uh, help you, sir, or madam? As the case may be. Good morning, Rick. What's up? The uh, reason that Sonny storms off to go through the toll booth is that Carlos is throwing a beat down on his sister. Right. She calls, tells Sonny, he jumps in the car and speeds away. Okay, so this is a, it's a backup. So this is the Godfather question that I had earlier about why does Sonny get in the car and speed off going to the toll booth where the Tatalias, uh, you know, gun him down from both sides. And see, so a lot of people have said it's because his sister, Connie, Talia Shire, is getting beat down by her husband, Carlo, who's a bastard. Okay, but my thing is, how does he know that? Like, Carlo wouldn't call to tell him. She's the person on the phone who calls. 
Wait a minute. So you think so it's not, in other words, okay, see, I've operated this whole time that maybe that was a fake story. In other words, that somebody just called up and lied and said, hey, uh, Carlos beating down your sister. You're, th- you're saying, okay, well, that makes sense. So Carlos is such a bastard that he just went, af- went ahead and he was a method actor. He actually did beat up Connie knowing okay. that she would pick up the phone and call Sonny, who would then get in the car to go beat up Carlo, who, and they're all waiting for him with guns. Right, he knows that because if you recall earlier in the film, Sonny put a serious garbage can beat down on Carlos. Yes, he did. Up on his sister, told him if he ever did that again, he'd kill him. Okay, so that makes he, sense. I, I, the one who perhaps rats him out and then beats up Connie. She calls him and boom. Okay, you have no idea how happy it makes me to know that because that's <laughs> bugged me for years. Here's the final thought. Speaking of Sonny, the next time you watch that garbage beat down scene, if you haven't noticed it already, watch the third punch that James Caan as Sonny throws on Carlo, it misses by like eight inches. It's unbelievable. The Does their per- punching sound still? Well, uh, well I, know, yeah. Like, if you ever need the answer to something, all you have to do is call David Carpenter because he knows all. Excellent. God bless you, sir. Thank you for listening. Have a good week. Have a good week and a good holiday. Right, thank you. Yeah. So is he Dave the it's, Carpenter and he was speaking about himself in the third person? I, I can't imagine he'd be <laughs> recommending that I call somebody else after he answered that so winningly. Uh, no, James Comp puts Carlo down. Punch one. Bam. Punch two. Bam. Punch three. Bam. But you could watch it. It's not even close. It's like his hand comes nowhere near the guy's head. I'm going to look that up on the YouTubes. Yeah, you could put a whole other fist between his fist and the face. All right, if you are caller number at 10 right now at 503-228-4101, we've been talking about this all week. You're caller 10 at 503 503- Two two eight four one zero one. You're going to score yourself a pair of tickets to see the creature from the Black Lagoon in 3D, a glorious uh, restored 35 millimeter print, opening tomorrow, July 3rd, at the Hollywood Theater. If you are caller 10 right now at 503-228-4101, And Greg, we'll go ahead and do those calls on the remaining lines. We'll keep lines one and two here, though. We have Andy and Bernie uh, who went away in on this, so we'll keep those. Uh, and the uh, the other uh, lines that we'll keep for this. It's 503-228-4101. The Rick Emerson Show continues next. We are live from beautiful downtown Portland, Oregon. It is Thursday morning. The Rick Emerson Show on Rock 101. KUFO. Share your thoughts with billions. Call 503-228-4101. Watch me go loop up Academy Award nominated actor John Turturro. Oh, yeah. The Rick Emerson Show returns. This is Rock 101 KUFO. Wow. I feel a lot better. Live from Portland, it is the Rick Emerson radio program, an excursion into whimsy. It's 503-228-4101. I'll just say this, without revealing anything. We were just discussing how uh, Sarah was asked uh, to tears for fears by this guy that uh, you opted to stop seeing about eight months ago, and who has suddenly come out of the woodwork with, I got tears for fears at the zoo tickets, who wants to go? Uh, This guy, by the way, says, uh, this uh, text uh, regarding the tickets says, Hey, about the farmer's tickets, if the guy had style and wanted to score real points with Sarah, he'd offer her both tickets and say he's not able to use them. Then try the booty call later when she has a fond memory of him being a gentleman. So that there you go. would have been smart. That would be your play, friend. So maybe next time around. Um, I won't reveal, but I'll, I'll just say this. <laughs> that during the break, uh, we had a text message inquiring about uh, another aspect of Sarah's uh, dating life with someone altogether different. And Sarah revealed the worst thing to me. <laughs> 
And I only say this not to be all page six about it, about like, you know, a Hollywood celebrity that you would know instantly was seen stuffing silverware into her purse. Uh, It'll come out someday. They all, these things always do. These stories always get onto the air eventually. It's not going to get on now, but I will say that Sarah told me the worst thing I've heard all year (laughs) during the break. So bad. Let's welcome now to the Rick Emerson Show from Los Angeles. Loving his life more with every passing day. CNN Radio correspondent Jim Roop. Hello, sir. I want to hear about Sarah. <laughs> it's, dude. I have to say, Sarah during the break, and I and I really I hate to be this guy. I know, I'm sorry, and I hate to be this girl, but I sort can't. of dangles the bright shiny object. It, 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 these things, these stories always get onto the air eventually. Uh, it, it, it's just a matter of time. These things always get told. We can't keep anything in for any period of time. Sarah revealed the worst dating story to me. <laughs> It may be one of the worst things. This is worse than this is worse than the guy who had a. Uh, how do I put this carefully? This is worse than the guy who you discovered had a molding kit to make a cast of his member, uh, Sarah. And but but by the way, this is totally true, Jim. That she discovered this is the same guy who, like a week into the relationship, asked for a threesome and already had a girl picked out that he had had his eye on for some time that could be part of it. Then. Sarah discovers that he has a molding kit to make a replica of his member, and the molding kit had been given to him by an ex-girlfriend, but he still wanted to use it. So this story that she just told me, though, is so much worse than either of those. Uh, so that'll come out eventually. It's just a matter of a matter of a, you know matter of days, a lot or a few. It'll it'll be told. Um, but you're not going to tell me. I uh, well, maybe you might find out later today. She might uh, you might get a uh, you might get a private telling of that story. Um, so I hate to ask this. I know your 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 vacation was getting screwed up because of the Jackson thing, which now isn't going to happen probably until at least next week, right? So it, it it looks like they delayed all of this just long enough to sort of louse up your plans. Oh yeah, major. I mean, it's it's like they stuck it right in the middle. It's not like I would be a day late. You know, mm-hmm. they leave a day later than everybody else. It's it's right smack in the middle, and that, that it would make no sense whatsoever for me to even attempt mm. to make changes at this point. Well, so what do we know, and what is just speculated? They're saying now the Staples Center for the viewing, but now I heard that that's not that is just a rumor. That might not even be true. Yeah, well, if we didn't have rumor and speculation, we'd just have each other. Yes, so that, that is true. We we'll always have parents. Yes. But it's uh, it, right now, and I can I could not get confirmation from the LAPD. However, there's an awful lot of LAPD activity at Staples as we speak. But they, they say they have not been contacted by the Jackson family. They are not preparing just in case they get contacted by the Jackson family. Staples Center would be ridiculous anyway because it only holds 50,000, and who would get in? Who's going to pay for it? Who's right. going to pay for the police overtime? Who's going to pay for all that stuff? And the circus is in town. The ring, the other circus. The, the actual town. real circus is supposed to be at the Staples Center. How perfect is that? Yeah, it's supposed to start Wednesday. So then the, the other rumor was the Coliseum. That makes a little more sense. It holds 90,000 people, but no one there says anyone's been has contacted them as far as the Jackson family goes. But we were told yesterday by the brand-new PR firm hired by the Jackson that we will know shortly. Nothing new here, Rick. Back to you. (laughs) There you go. Uh, Well, I guess 
All I can say is uh, go with God, sir, and have a pleasant weekend to whatever extent that is humanly possible. Uh, we are not going to be here uh, tomorrow. We will be back on the uh, – but I, but trust, believe you me when I say that I'm going to be checking all of the various uh, news outlets like a thousand times an hour because I've now just given up all hope of, of breaking my compulsive need to update uh, the news to myself uh, on this. So we will be uh, talking about this uh, Monday. So um, as, uh, as a great man once said, my advice to – to you is to start drinking heavily. Start drinking heavily. Thank you, sir. All right. Have a good weekend. Be safe, brother. All right. There you go. Jim Roop, ladies and gentlemen, in Los Angeles. I think he was in his car. I thought I heard his direction like on. I think he was on his way to the liquor store. That could be uh, true. That's what I think. All right. Tim Brown, we come back. uh, What headlines will we be following for the people? Oh, the new unemployment rate is out, and it doesn't look good. We're going to count how many Cuban missiles. Not Cuban missiles, but uh, Cuban missiles. Yeah, that that would be a great story, wouldn't it? How many North Korean missiles have been fired so far this morning? And will there be more and more celebrity deaths? All right. Uh, right now, we are going to take a caller 10 at 503-228-4101. 503-228-4101. Uh, you want a pair of tickets to the Jim Rose Circus Sideshow versus Jake the Snake Roberts featuring wrestling, amazing circus stunts, and a fist fight live at the Wonder Ballroom July 7th, 21 and over. That's uh, caller 10 at 503-228-4101. We return in moments with Tim Riley at the news desk, ladies and gentlemen, we are live from beautiful downtown Portland, Oregon. This is the Rick Emerson Show on Rock 101 KUFO. Broadcasting from the greatest city on earth. Our phone lines are open. <laughs> Caller 10 gets my seed. The Rick Emerson Show returns. It is the Rick Emerson Radio Program, live from beautiful downtown Portland, Oregon. Don't forget, we are uh, gone tomorrow. We're playing some uh, some things for the archives, including, but not limited to, uh, the Kiefer Sutherland interview, uh, our discussion of the uh, the circle of disdain and loathing, who looks down on who, city-wise, uh, in Oregon, uh, which I believe starts at the top. I think we decided that it started with Lake Oswego and it ended with either Estacada or some section of Clackamas. Uh, also tomorrow, our Nathan Fillion interview, uh, Mal Reynolds from Firefly, and uh, Captain Hammer uh, from uh, Dr. Horrible's sing-along blog. So that's all coming tomorrow, and then we'll be back live uh, on Monday, incidentally. All right, so uh, at the news desk, this is your personal savior, Tim Riley, with the latest. In the news with Tim Riley. What? 8.44, good morning. It's going to be in the 90s again today, cooling off a bit by Sunday. It says, stay out of the sun, swim in a pool, or drink water. You'll be fine. The newest unemployment figures out today, not good. Nearly 500,000 jobs were lost last month. The U.S. unemployment rate is up to 9.5%. And by the way, that's the other thing Roop was making this point about, uh, you know, who's going to pay for all of these cops who have to be at the Staples Center. Yeah. And by the way, the cops are all at the Staples Center now before they've even announced that anything is going to be happening. Did you see that, I mean, that, that as of now, California is actually, this is not a joke. I am not making this up. And I know that it's California, but here's why you care about it. Because it is uh, it is a bit of a canary in, in the coal mine, I would say, in terms of the economy. Because, look, let's be uh, California's got a lot of things that make money. Yes. Uh, California's got a lot of industries that bring in a lot of cash. California, as of, I think, today, is now literally paying people with IOUs. Like, if you've got a tax refund coming from the state of California, guess what? You don't get a tax refund. You get an IOU. You get a thing that says, uh, we'll pay you eventually uh, for this. 
So I have no idea where they're going to be getting the cash to, to pay all these the cops who are going to be there. It's just a bad scene. North Korea is launching rockets today. Missiles. So far, they've launched four, but none have gone more than 60 miles. When are we going to have Come on, set, that, set up a good one. That's just saying. When are what we kind gonna, of 4th of July is this? Just, just have something that's impressive enough that we have to do something about it. I think that's really... I think we all see that we need to jump to the bottom of the page here and just resolve that. Oh, and, I'm not going to care unless it hits something valuable. That's, did you see that story about the, that uh, that footage of Kim Jong-il where he was, I think it's when they tried to launch something last week and he's, uh, you know, glorious leaders like looking up at the skies, the missile flies overhead, that they found out that it's just a bunch of composite photos of him from years past that were pasted together to make that image. So now they're re- because that was the whole thing. They're like, oh, the first photo of Kim Jong Il taken after his two year vanishing from the, the. Turns out that's not even a new photo. That's a photo that they just cobbled together on like Adobe Photoshop or and something. What is that thing that he wears? It looks like an old house cleaner's uniform. The Nehru jacket? No, there's something else, some off green thing that he's always seen wearing. I thought that was like the Sammy Davis Jr. Yes, I can uh, outfit that he had. Now, I've seen him on other things, but anyway, he dressed slovenly. Uh, it's and not- I won't have it. Now for a snuff watch. Here's your snuff watch for Thursday on the Rick Emerson Radio Program. Bah! I think it's a Gary Indiana curse. Another one of those Gary Indiana celebrities is dead. Carl Malden has died at the age of 97. He died mostly because he was old, and uh, that's not his real name. Died from being alive for 97 years. His uh, original name was Vladin Sikolov, and he was uh, from Chicago. He was a, uh, let's see, a Serbian. Anyway, he was uh, well-known in the 50s for many, many movies, but uh, lately, let's see, Patton from 1970. Anybody remember that motion picture from way back when? He was also in uh, The Cincinnati Kid. Yep, and he was on the waterfront. He was the priest. Yeah, and he was uh, in that movie Baby Doll as well. Uh, Baby Doll with, uh, what's his name, Eli Wallach mm-hmm. uh, was also in Baby Doll. Here he is uh, being General Omar Bradley and Patton. Ike picture. One of the best field commanders I've got, but you don't know when to shut up. George, you're a pain in the neck. You know, the the thing about Marlon, uh, Marlon Brando, about uh, um, uh, Carl Malden, um, is that, you know, he's, he's kind of a character. Well, for, let's just say it, he was a weird-looking guy, first of all. They said he had plain features. He when, had the original Michael Jackson nose. Uh, yeah, his, I mean, it looked like somebody took a, like, a wine cork and just uh, sort of, you know, stuck it on his face. I mean, it was a very unconventional face that that guy had. Um, but when he was on screen, he had real weight. He had real, uh, real heft, real presence. But he played... God, what is the character's name in the Cincinnati Kid? And if you liked the movie, if you liked, uh, if you liked the movie Rounders, you got to see the Cincinnati Kid with Steve McQueen because a Steve McQueen, uh, also because it's a poker movie. It's the original kind of poker card shark uh, hustling at cards film, and it's just it's awesome. Uh, but it's got Steve McQueen playing a guy named Stoner, and it's got uh, Carl Malden who plays God. His name is like Ace or Johnny or Skizzles or something. Some one of those like cool like Hepcat names. But he has the whole thing about, kid, you don't stay on top forever. I thought I stayed on top forever until what's-his-name came and he drew a royal flush on me on the outside or whatever. He gives that whole speech. Um, incidentally, and I made this uh, observation, if you go to rickemerson.com or to my Facebook page, you go to rickemerson.com, you will see that I apparently killed Carl Malden. I'm reading here from the Wikipedia entry uh, that I screen captured yesterday. Did that it say says, on his Wikipedia page? At Carl Malden's Wikipedia page at 105 yesterday, it said... 
Oscar-winning actor Carl Malden killed by Rick Emerson at age 97. And then they quote the Los Angeles Times as the site for it. So I'm sorry. I realize I deprived you of uh, of what would have been a long and fruitful career even even now. I... Oh, in the 70s, he was in the streets of San Francisco, which nobody's seen in a long time with Michael Douglas. A Quinn Martin production. A Quinn Martin production. And uh, before that, well, actually, during that and after that, his best job ever was a 21-year job when he was the spokesman for American Express Traveler's Check. The worst thing that can happen on vacation is to lose your money. Don't take chances. Carry American Express Traveler's Checks. Don't leave home without them. Wow. I mean, those those just ran forever and a day, too. Yeah. All right, there you go. And uh, Farrah Fawcett's funeral was held. Nobody could go, but Rand O'Neill's oldest son, Griffin, was banned from the funeral. After, I guess he's feuding with his dad, calling his uh, father a dark figure. Brian wasn't in, in it for the right reasons. He's a dark man, and he needs to uh, he needs to be put in his place. And I'm a little mad at him. And uh, the reason why I'm not in there is because I represent the truth. And God forbid the truth come out. And Ed McMahon was buried at his funeral. They said he was a humorous man with a good spirit. Anyway, is it back on the rental? Is that the son that killed a guy? Yes. Yes. All right. Yeah. Yes. Yes. And, yeah. And it's the dad who's the dark figure. Uh-huh. All right. Whatever you say, friend. All but right. He's okay now. There's your. Uh, and is Michael Jackson still in the clouds? I believe so, yes. You can see Michael Jackson in the clouds. Michael Jackson in the clouds over New York City at my website at RileyLive.com. It's a real picture. There's your snuff watch for Thursday on the Rick Emerson radio program. By the way, I'd like to thank the myriad people who sent text messages saying, that's a lie. Michael Jackson is not appearing over New York City. Retract that immediately. We're not because it's the truth. That's Say right. It for yourself. These are facts. Uh, they make me laugh. You know, it, we would not abuse the airwaves and the public trust by relaying information that is less than full, complete, and accurate. And I resent the implication. I resent it, sir. Good day to you. I said good day. Good day? Good day. All right. On that note, and uh, before we wrap this up, don't forget, beginning tomorrow, ladies and gentlemen, at 9 a.m., tomorrow, 9 a.m., tomorrow, 9 a.m., at KUFO.com, you can find out about the KUFO half-off program right now today, and then starting tomorrow at 9 a.m., you can actually go and you can buy, uh, among other things, a a pair of tickets to the Bymart Salute to the Troops 125 NASCAR race, uh, which is coming up July 18th and 19th at PIR. It's a two-day admission, and again, it happens July 18th and 19th at PIR. It's part of KUFO's half-off program, which means, in essence, every dollar you spend, uh, you get $2 worth of stuff. It's 25 gets you 50 5 gets you 10 etc. That starts tomorrow at 9 a.m. at KUFO.com, and among the items offered, a pair of tickets to the Bymart Salute to the Troops 125 NASCAR race, and those go on sale tomorrow, 9 a.m., KUFO.com, part of KUFO's half-off program. Uh, but if you are caller 10 right now at 503-228-4101, 503-228-4101, you will win yourself a pair of those before they go on sale. That's caller 10 right now at 503-228-4101. They go on sale tomorrow, 9 a.m., part of KUFO's half-off program at KUFO.com. All right, also tomorrow, uh, interview with Nathan Fillion of Firefly, Firefly fame, uh, Kiefer Sutherland, Tommy Lee, a couple um, mystery guests, I think. A couple mystery. We have yeah the, the last week's uh, awesome uh, ideological bigotry uh, mystery guest. That guy, um, and some insane discussion with Sarah about something or other. Uh, something that seemed hysterical last night when I was listening to it. I forget exactly what it was. Was it one of the one of my breakup stories? I that's in 
I didn't say that. You said that. Oh, it's the dominatrix story. Oh, okay. It's the story of you going and seeing that guy who was a bad little doggy. Yes, I, I think I'm actually going to go visit her again next week. Awesome. Well, we have that to look See forward to. See if the doggy's to. made any progress. Maybe she has summer specials. Maybe she'll let you hit him with a rolled up newspaper. Because she would. he deserves I, it. I had the opportunity last time. I didn't do it. I think maybe I'll, this next time I'll do it. Make him beg for it. You should do it. <laughs> On that note. We want to thank CNN Radio correspondent Steve Cast about Jim Roop and Amanda Moyer, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, the Rick Emerson Show produced today and every day by the lovely and talented Sarah Exilin for Rock 101, KUFO. Oh, also the speed pimping guy. Awesome. Uh, in the newsroom, Tim Riley on the phones, our production assistant extraordinaire Greg Nibbler, who keeps things rolling along smoothly. Dave Zinn uh, is the web... Uh, Dave Zinn. Dave Zinn is the gatekeeper at the front desk. I am going on vacation for a day. The webmistress, Bridget from upstairs, CBS Radio Portland marketing guru, Susan Donat with me, Reynolds executive producer, Christopher J. Paddock. Coming up next Smells Like the 90s with our good friend Buzz. And uh, it is Thursday, July 2nd, 2009. As always, thank you for listening. Be safe. Have a great holiday. We'll see you Monday. Bye now. Watch out for snakes. James Brown is dead. Attention broadcasters in the greater Portland area. Your daily show prep is now concluded. Thank you for listening.